I don't need to hire a PI. I investigate for free. Haters are gonna hate, but I'm just gonna dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> oh no, a window maybe into some. <laughs> you guys, it's Andy's girls. I think it's episode 424. It could be episode 425. I truly have no fucking idea, but I am so excited for another episode in the cloth. It feels like such a delight when I have someone who I can record with in person connect here in the people's people's office and there's no one I would rather talk to today about the shitstorm that has been I mean too much tuna too much content on Bravo so welcome back writer producer co-host of the podcast you might know her from and of course OG of the AG, Damien Bellino. Damien, how are we? I am. I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited to talk about housewives. And um, yeah, it's it's great to be back. You, it sounded a little hallmarky, which I was into. And you're like, I'm so happy to be here. I was into Well, it. I was thinking like, am I good? Do I want to say I'm good? <laughs> I don't know. I'm fine. But I was like, but I am happy to be here and doing yeah. this. So that's where I thought it I redirected to lead with that you know who it was I think it was Emerson Collins in an episode long ago I was like how are you it was either Emerson or Richie Skye I think it was Emerson who I was like how are you and he said okay I'm gonna answer honestly because that's the thing that I'm doing now I'm just like being honest about how I because how many of us I mean it's me or I could be in the middle of hysterically crying and someone says how are you I'm like so great (laughs) I'm doing amazing yeah I'm okay well it sort of is like that question mark of is the person asking me, do they actually care how I am? Right. Or, or are they just, just like, a yeah, it's just, like, just like, hi, in a yeah. pleasantry, which I also don't need to like, you know, that's okay for that to be that too. So yeah. redirecting it sometimes to be like, well, I am truly happy to be here and to be discussing housewives. And I'm fine. Yeah. Fine is good. Fine is honestly the goal at a yeah, certain point. I agree. Consistent fine is. I totally agree. Is the place that you want to be in. That's... I'm listen. I'm like really in like a upswing of a pendulum. So if anything. Are it, you? Yeah. So, Anything I, you can share with us? Are we talking like personal? No, stuff it's just like not just being. Like it's just like not being like base. Like it's not being like in, in the hell mouth. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like oh, there's good news. It's just like oh, my like mental health feels decent and the I weather is nice even though there's <laughs> smoke in the air. I know. I was telling Damien, I have this like huge air purifier because it was recommended by wire cutter or whatever and I just don't understand what it does except now I guess we need it and so it's in my kitchen and I just it's like this white orb almost thing it's like a cube from the future I just this is the this is a new reality we gotta I mean shout out you know people in Cali people in Canada who have been living this life for far I mean we've done a couple days of it and we're like what the fuck is happening i mean it's it's a it's so stressful to walk outside and be like i don't think the outdoors should be orange today oh it's terrible it is really bad it's really bad we're just gonna pause and think about (laughs) (laughs) new york is like almost on fire um you know what else has been on fire me no just kidding um i feel like there's so much 
going on in the world of Bravo. So I do want to ask you just for a temperature check. Like, how are you within the construct and world of Bravo? How are you? Fe- You're giving me a look. No, 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 I'm just processing. Um, Like, what would you say a, your progress report is, your report card for how you feel or even what grade you would give the content that you're watching like do you is there a level of exhaustion that you feel do you feel like a little bit of a high we have so many shows out Orange County New Jersey Atlanta Pump Rules just ended allegedly even though we'll probably be talking about it forever I will say that I feel like there's a part of me that looks forward if I'm home during the week and I'm like what I never remember what shows are on which night so I'll be like what Mm. is is like is something on tonight it's Tuesday and then I'll like go to my television and I'll be like oh it's like whatever something's on like there's OC is on or whatever actually I think it's on Wednesdays whatever um so in that way I feel like I'm excited when there's like a new episode of any of my shows yeah I'm a little bit exhausted of like the Vanderpump rules and I think some of that is like my own doing in terms of just like being like looking at Twitter or Instagram where the people are talking about it but I feel like a little bit exhausted by the conversation and also the like yeah that's fine I feel exhausted by the conversation around Vanderpump um but as far as the other housewives go I will say that like I am enjoying them all just fine I feel Mm. most invested in New Jersey because the way the season I don't know that I felt that way the whole season but I feel like the, the reunion cycle has for me has felt like hot and that has been fun or exciting to watch i'm not sure fun is the word but the stakes have felt high and and exciting um and i feel like oc and atlanta have been like for me like i look forward to watching them and excited by them but also like i'm okay if i don't watch them the night of like i'm happy to watch them the next day so Mm. yeah i don't know i'm enjoying i'm enjoying i don't feel exhausted by like too much content i feel like there has been a time where it's been like Maybe when we were just first started uh, Andy's Girls and there was like New York and Dallas and OC and New Ugh, Jersey were so like much. all on yeah, and we were recapping exhausting. them all and we both were just like, it's too many shows yeah, to too watch. Much. But um, yeah, I don't know. So I don't do this weekly anymore. You do. <laughs> but so maybe you feel different. But like, Semi-weekly. It, it is a lot to be, you know, it is a lot to like watch and then have to like retain and then be like, which shows am I actually talking about? Am I talking? About? It's that would be a lot. So I have to ask you, so you're on Twitter. I am not. Um, have you found there to be a difference in the ways people are talking about New Jersey versus previous seasons? And maybe even if you can recall the the hotter seasons, three, four, whatever. Do you think that people, that there has there sort of been a fever pitch that feels dissimilar from past seasons when Tree and Joe and Melissa are feuding? Or does it just feel like consistent? Like this is the this is the merry-go-round that we've been on for so long. Well, I would say that well, the thing that I noticed the most in change in just the way that I use Twitter, which is dying, is like now there's like this whole for you version of Twitter where it's sort of like a discovery on Instagram where it's oh. like now it shows you tweets of people you don't necessarily follow. And I th- so I think before I would get the opinions of people who are watching any Housewives or any sh- content that I like. Um, who I follow. So like people that I, you know, who are writers or whatever, people that I followed on Twitter, people I knew in real life, whatever. So people. People that okay. I know, people that people I chose. People who know people. People that I chose the to follow. People, people that I chose to follow, people that I wanted to hear their opinions. Yeah. Now, because of this new like tab that I sort of like, because sometimes it like I see stuff that's fun or interesting, does open me up more towards people who have opinions about content that I watch 
that I don't necessarily like want to know their opinion. So whether it's Drag Race or New Jersey or just like Housewives at large, like even Atlanta and OC, um, I do see more opinions from people that I'm like, oh, like I, this take is terrible and like I don't mm. necessarily want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that I can say like uh, what Twitter was giving in like Kathy Rosie seasons or even before that. I don't know if Twitter was around before that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I so certainly see like what people talk about when they describe Teresa's fan base as being like extreme in ways, you know, um, in ways that I don't think I have seen because I don't know a single person in my real life. And this isn't. I just don't know a single person in my life who act who like who who is like a supporter of Teresa at least in relation to her behavior on the show. Like people maybe like like her, think she's pretty, but I don't know that I know anyone in my personal life who like is a diehard Teresa fan. But fan, but I know that they exist because of the you know like the people online, which like I think are like you know eighty percent real and ten percent bought by bots maybe or twenty percent. I don't know math. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've been running into an issue. I mean, I've had several episodes of AG this season that have included people who definitely consider themselves on Team Tree, which is great. But I've reached out to those people being like, hey, just want to like check and see what you're feeling, what your perspective is, because I'd love to have you back on AG, especially to talk about New Jersey and the people whose opinions I trust, people who I think would be a good fit for Andy's girls, which is different from like, a random person who I don't know who I could maybe, you know, get to meet, but like this isn't, you know, going to a random content creator, but like people who I have had, I think nuanced conversations on the pod and off where I feel like there's a sense of listening and discussion that's taking place, which is extremely difficult to find, let alone have within the world of New Jersey and the problem that I've been running into is a lot of the people who consider themselves team tree either because they support Teresa or they support Teresa and are very anti-Melissa no judgment that's just genuinely what they've said to me are all so exhausted and so upset at this point that they're like I don't I just want it to be done I want everybody to go on pause so it's like even those contacts that I had I would love to have somebody on who I think would be open to a reasonable conversation, but it's been tough to find because I think there is an overwhelming sense of sort of upset that a lot of people have, especially about that last part of the reunion. I saw someone talk about how even like Teresa's status on the show, like if she is, you know the OG, she is the network favorite, she is the one that Andy has the longest history with, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But, like, what is her standing with her castmates, whereas, like, where, like, Melissa is good with everyone except Teresa, like, who is Teresa? And Jen Aiden, and maybe, and maybe to a certain extent, maybe Danielle. Danielle, I don't think matters, but Jen Aiden, I don't think, like, fucks with Melissa. I don't think that there's, like, I'm not going to film with you. No, 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 no. But like no, who no, no. but like who is Definitely friends not. with Teresa? Jen Eden. And like Dolores, but and also Danielle. Dolores. Yeah. Again, Danielle, I feel like that side of the sofa. We, like we can argue the side of, of the sofa, yeah, but yeah, I feel yeah. like the idea that like that Danielle and Dolores and I don't think Jen Eden, none of them are going to fall on the sword on Teresa's behalf Never. to not have a job. Right. Of course. And I thought that was interesting because, like, it's tr- like, uh, yeah, I agree. Like, none of those, like, it's not like Jen Eden and Melissa are best friends, but like, they are cordial and fine to be on a show together and like be in the same quote unquote friend group. So I thought that started, it was interesting to me because I hadn't thought about, like, yes, Teresa has like this pull with the network, maybe in terms of like how she scores, you know, with like 
the audience at large and also like her history and like the like that she is quote unquote New Jersey. But what does that say about her if like her cat not her whole castmates like if Melissa has more sway in terms of who wants to film with her and likes her better. Well, I, it's interesting because I actually think there could be a conversation of which cast members are reticent to film with each other. And I don't think any of them would say, and I don't think ultimately that Teresa would say, I refuse to film with people. I think she might say like to Melissa and Joe, like you're dead to me. Like she might not talk to them, but I don't think that she would refuse to film at a party or something versus what's going on with pump rules where I do believe that Ariana will refuse to show up to and I'm this isn't a judgment but just to say like I do believe her when she's like I'm not going to be I could see her saying like I'm not because she has said this I'm not going to show up I'm not going to be at an event I'm not going to and I'm also not going to communicate with people who remain friends with you know Raquel and Tom I think that and I know that Andy has said this on something again I don't listen like I I must have Radio Andy? Yeah, I don't want like listen to that, but yeah. I must have been a clip, a clip. that I saw yeah. where he talked about like that never works when people say like I'm I'm all sign a contract, but like only if so and so isn't coming back or I don't have to film with them, and it's like never works. And I just think like Teresa and Ariana need to like not come back if they refuse to film with people that are part of the cast. And I think that like that may shift for Ariana over time. Like it may be the thing where they're like, sure, you don't have to film with Tom one on one, but like. Over the course of the next season, he's going to be at a big event because that is. I mean, I. I'm why are you shaking my head your head? No. no, they're on a reality show. <laughs> don't come on the reality show if you don't yeah, want. Yeah, I think the Ariana thing is a totally different circumstance, and I think the network has finds value in Ariana that supersedes her needing to show up at a group event. Also, because there are going to be That's several fine, other, but people not for on the a cast. whole season. But not for a whole I season. Think it's just Scandal has changed. I get what you're people saying. People have been doing I this on Love and Hip Hop forever. I'm I, and that show had better ratings than Vanderpump Rules like eight years ago. So. I just don't think like doing show. What do you mean when you say they've been doing this? Meaning people have been getting cheated on, literally having children with other people that they are engaged to, and then having to film with them. That's because it's your life. You're filming a show. If you don't want to see Tom ever again because he wronged you, why are you making a face at me? Because I think if then it it depends on what production, how production feels. Production might not agree with you. Yeah, that's fine. I'm here to express my opinion, though. Okay. And my opinion is that if you don't want <laughs> to, I just quick. saying if you don't want to ever have to deal with Tom again, then like you can make a choice to not she be on not. a reality show she might with him because you know that he like there is the Ariana's value without Tom and or Raquel is different on that show. Like the, the there is an interest in obviously seeing her thrive. But if they get fired, that's a different se- a new season. Coming. I don't think anybody wants uh, people who understand. I think Lala's talked about this, too. Nobody wants Tom and Raquel to lose their jobs. I don't think because they understand the value of this. And I'm sort of putting. I think Ariana, Ariana may. She might. I mean, that's true. She might. Which but I, I think she is allowed to feel that right. way. I just think it's hard when you're like, but I might negotiating. I'm telling you I'm never filming with them. And I think the producers are going to be like, sure, babe, no problem. And then they're going to be like, OK, it's episode eight. We need you guys to be in the same room. Yeah, I think that's an evolving dynamic and honestly one that is that production is probably approaching with a level of sensitivity that I appreciate. I think it's just going to be an ongoing fluid thing. I'm not going to I'm not going to say that that's absolutely unreasonable or something that production is going to 
not allow at a certain point because I think that production is in a really sensitive position because they want everybody to stay on the show. So they're will they might be willing to make concessions, noting that what Andy is talking about in general, I certainly agree with, which shifting back to New Jersey is what was so interesting to me because it felt like Teresa was announcing to Melissa that she had been fired, that Teresa was firing her from the show. And Melissa was like laughing at that and being like, LOL, you where am I going, sweetie? Like I, you know, which I think is an interesting point because while I certainly can understand Teresa not wanting Melissa and Joe to be on the show anymore, that doesn't mean that that's going to happen. And I do think that Teresa is in a position right now where I don't know that she would be as open to walking away like maybe she'll be on the show next season I assume that everyone will be back and then after that she'll do like some sort of spinoff and they'll test the waters there but what I was going to say was that the thing that I think is interesting with the cast is I don't necessarily think that Melissa or Joe for example or or like lol Margaret or who the fuck was else oh Rachel the people on that other on Melissa's couch essentially that I don't think that they would say I'm not going to film with Teresa because it's like, you know, where your bread is buttered. You're not. Wait, what is you her don't name? Wanna... I keep calling her Jen. Rachel Fuda. Rachel. Right. Who I also call Jen. You just she did it. I think we like both just did it. She looks like I a Jen. I just always think of her as like the other Jen? Jen. And I forget. She, does, she looks to me like, you know how sometimes you like meet a Mary and she looks like an Elizabeth. Like Rachel looks I'm like a Jen. I'm always like, it's Jen Aiden and Jennifer. I call her Jen Fuda. Fuda. No, it's, and it has to me nothing to do with Jen Aiden. It's just like for some same, reason same. she's giving me Jen energy. But the thing to me that's kind of interesting and maybe unnerving is I don't think anyone on that side of the couch would refuse to film with Teresa. I also ultimately don't think that Teresa would refuse to film with Melissa. But the problem here is I do think that people are going to be very uncomfortable filming with Louie. And I don't know how you get around that. I really think there is a. I, don't I think, think that, that there is can, an issue here. I don't think both people can come back after this reunion unless they really take. And I don't mean like a Beverly Hills break of like, will you normally come back in like and we're going to take two a month, weeks, but right. we're going to take off like six weeks this right. time, and then we're all going to talk about it and have hysterics about the idea that they are taking a six week like, break. I'm like, right. if, if New Jersey literally goes on like a six month, nine month break. And, like, those people don't know if their show is coming back. And they actually, like, Margaret, like, people leave and things get actually get shifted. And Melissa and Joe and Teresa have to figure out, like, what their lives look like without the show and their connections to it. Like, they're they're never going to see each other without the show forcing them to. And then it comes back. Then I'm interested. Because then I'm interested in, like, oh, like, by the time they're watching it back and doing confessionals, this show, like, they'll have not seen each other or filmed in, like, over a year. But I'm not interested in them coming back and, like, start filming in, like, October because they want to get the the Italian people and doing, and the Jewish people <laughs> doing Christmas and Hanukkah for New Jersey for a change. Like, I'm interested in them, like, actively taking a real break because I think, like, everybody's – once money and fame are, are like, withheld from them, mm. that makes people change. I also think, like you – ad- You adjust. You adjust. And I also think that – I don't some, think you're wrong. I think I lots think of these women need this job because of the ways in which they're living their lives or oh, yeah. want these jobs or and or want the fame, all of it. And also – and I think that, like, robbing them of the opportunity of, like, I'm not talking to my brother again except when we're at a big event in, you know, three months filming – like is it the stakes suddenly change and i think that based on everything that andy has said on watch what happens live and in the press like 
everyone, based on everyone saying, like, the relationship is severed for good, there's no balancing back, mm-hmm. there needs to be a shift. Like, it can't just be we're going to come back and then relitigate this again, and the sides and the p- people who are on each side of the sofa are going to assume, like, like I don't want to watch uh, Fuda and Danielle just, like, with, like hold hold on to the same divide that the group is in right now based on, like, the generational whatever cast. Mm. So I just feel like either one of them leaves, they both stay, but we take a real break, or or what? And, like, I do think that I'm not mad if there's a shakeup in the cast, like, because I think I liked the new women. I liked Jen Fessler. I liked – I ended up liking Rachel Fuda a lot more as the season went on, whereas Agreed. Danielle I, like, liked more as a dynamic character Agreed. immediately and then was kind of like – okay sure maybe you're just like i think she got scared of the cameras and like what it was to be on the show um but i'm not sure that i can watch margaret and jen aiden and melissa and Teresa have the exact same conversations that that we've been having for like four seasons now that are like just then trickling down to the newbies it's like exhausting and i thought there was a version where Melissa, that Teresa may walk away and be like, I'm going to be in my love bubble. And like, this would be like her swan song. Like she got married on the show. Her, I mean, that would make sense, right? If this was her ending of her story, at least for now, mm-hmm. that she got married and, and her brother and her severed the relationship and then she gets a spinoff or something. But I don't know. I don't know that she'll yeah. do that because I think that he is spending all her money and that then, and I selfishly want to watch her second marriage implode on camera. Um, But I know that's awful to say, but whatever, she's on television and making those decisions and letting us and getting paid to do that. So, um, but like selfishly, I want to watch her, um, her do that. But also like, I don't because I'm just like, it's hard to watch her argue. And like, listen, I believe them. Like there's the truth is somewhere in the middle, whatever beef she has with Melissa, which I think is mostly rooted in her not liking Melissa and having a weird relationship with her brother and then Melissa getting on the show. Like, that is what the root of Teresa's issues are, and she just can't get past it, which, you know, she's entitled to have those feelings, but it is exhausting as a cat, as an audience member to watch it. Um, I just... I don't even know. I think that there's an interesting kind of, like, parallel between potentially Teresa feeling like she was replaced by Melissa and then feeling like with Melissa potentially coming on the show and maybe not informing her of reaching out to production at the beginning or whatever happened, yeah. the idea that Melissa was going to replace her on NJ. Not to say that Teresa was like, this person is better for me, but, like, the idea that the spotlight that Melissa has in Joe's life would now transition to being a shared spotlight with Teresa and Melissa, which is sort of a continuation of the idea of a threat here, which again, is not to say that like Jason's scared of Melissa, but just to say this person has entered into my life and found positions and roles that I used to have. Like the idea of saying to Joe, I used to, I forget the language and you know, we're both Italian, but you're like more Italian. I'm a pizza bagel. You're a pizza, pizza. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like the her saying like I took care of you there was a specific word that she used I forget what it was but um the idea of the care that she used to provide I think that there is some sort of through line here which is why she's so focused um among other reasons including quite literally whatever happened that resulted in Melissa and Joe joining the cast there is I think a connection there between the show and the show as a representative of any kind of like I think tension that exists yeah, IRL I have to I'd have to go back and watch old seasons because I feel like I was much more a casual fan in those like first hmm. few seasons that Melissa was on 
So, like, I don't really remember. Like, there was the christening situation. And I know that anyone who's a diehard fan is going to be, like, yelling at their at me right now in, the, um, in their headphones. But, like. Christening, stripper. Like, they're. Yes, the stripper and all of that. But the Now beef, FBI. But I feel like the, always FBI. the beef almost felt like Melissa was willing to air out the fact that they didn't like each other on the show. Whereas Teresa was like, I'm a star on this. Don't come on the show. Don't bring up my my family to Danielle. Right. Like don't bring up my family because she didn't want to have to litigate this relationship on television. She wanted to be able to be like family's everything, even though I hate my brother's wife. You know, we get along for our parent, my parents, Mm -hmm. but now the parents are dead and they're both and Melissa and Teresa and Joe are all famous now. So it is all, it's all different, and I do think it's, like, all stuff that's, like, stemmed. I think I said this last time I was here, maybe. Like, I do feel like Melissa and Joe – I mean, sorry, Teresa and Joe are, like, working out stuff about, like, their specialness and their families. And, like, Teresa got this show and felt like it was her thing, and she was, like – Joe was the only son and the youngest. And I think she got, like, the show and got and became the breakout star because she flipped a table – and then Melissa came on and like then she had to like be in the hot seat about her own shitty behavior maybe towards uh, her brother and sister-in-law but also like wasn't didn't get to, I don't know just also and she had a shitty husband. also wasn't the only star right. then in the family as well like wasn't right. the only famous person it wasn't like oh our da- my daughters on uh, and sister are on television it was like oh like we're all on television now mm-hmm. so I think that that is where the beef stems from, but I think what is hard to watch now, and it's like, I'm not saying Melissa is, you know, scot-free of anything. It's just like, she is not reactionary in the same ways that both Melissa and Joe are. So like watching Melissa listen, like, I feel like she had a good reunion cycle because she is able to like, let Teresa finish her thoughts and then able to respond. Whereas Teresa just yells things that don't really make sense or brings up, have you ever had a fight with somebody that where they bring up something that's like literally years old that's like so irrelevant to what you're arguing about mm. and you're like wow you've been sitting on that it just feels like that is what Teresa argues with it's like constantly like she sit it's like she always has old arguments that she can't she can't forgive and put past she can't not bring them up as like ammo and it's like this is irrelevant like yes we had an issue x amount of years ago but like this is irrelevant you were just continuing to bring up this old example as a reason why you can't move forward but like didn't we already move past that right but for Teresa, it's it's the reason that it's an old example gives it value because she's saying there's a consistency in your poor character and the consistency in your poor character the original sin is maybe that you married my brother but also that you came on the show and didn't tell me and I was misled and I think the reason that Teresa constantly references these things from the past is not to necessarily negate the present but because she thinks and this isn't a critique but to say like in processing Teresa's anger I think she really does believe that something that happened a decade ago is more important because it establishes, of course, a, a, a record, a period of poor behavior and of her believing that she cannot trust her sister-in-law and I guess her brother. Like, I think for her, the reason she can't get past it is because it is to her the biggest example because it it combines both production, fame, celebrity, success with a mistrust and, um, uh, you know, a, a person trying to use her or not respect her. It's like the combination of professional and familial. And the, the problem here is that Housewives of New Jersey represents both. What do you think, what do you, if you had your druthers, 
what would you do with the season like the, with the next season like what would you do after that reunion like, like if i was in production yeah or... like if you were got to make the decision in terms of casting um well so i had a question for you actually because sure. you, you referenced that like you want them to go on a long pause mm-hmm. uh named in honor of durandam Medley, obviously um the word has not existed prior but um so you don't think a, a pickup in october is a long pause no we're talking like old school because they used to do this on housewives there used to be a really big gap compared to now between seasons people were able to put down the cameras and continue living their lives so that when the cameras went up they had something to talk about i always think versus talking about the show i Sorry, I keep forgetting that you that I don't want to make you edit. So I keep, but, I, <laughs> but I keep taking these long pauses to try. Don't and worry, catch. I'm exhausted. I probably won't. <laughs> um, I just think that if these women actually thought that their show was on the bubble of getting canceled. Would, but it's not. But OK, so let's say we were not coming back into production for nine months. Like, what does Marge's life look like? Is she being a fake mom to a kid that like did that do they even live there for real is that the storyline like i think that people start to live like decide what their storyline is going to be and then they craft the stuff of like you know and i'm not saying that i'm just like that's such a weird example i know but i just but like, you're pulling it out of your ass you don't mean it Maybe yeah like, i'm not saying that like marge is that in that kid scenario yeah. is not real i'm just saying like people like Dolores, are you waiting to get engaged so you can do it on camera and get married mm. on camera? Or like, or do you want to get married and not have a big wedding? So like literally go get fucking eloped in the, if we take a nine month break. So you come mm-hmm. back and you are a housewife. Like, that's cool. Let me see your new house. And like, let me know that pa- uh, Polly is like divorced and all of that. Let me pick up where we left off. I don't need you to like wait to have life for the, sh- for the cameras to be mm. rolling. And I think that that is what would be interesting is like if we actually came back and picked up from like a fresh place opposed to picking up where the reunion left off and being like, so I'm going to have lunch with Jen Aiden and we're putting our, like I'm, I'm being Margaret right now. And like, we're putting our differences aside. It's like, cool. Actually would love to know if you guys don't talk for nine months, like, or if you actually like form some sort of off camera relationship and you come back and film a new season and you're like me and me and Margaret have gotten super close. Like, you know, we do X, Y, and Z together. Like that's more interesting to me than, people picking up to film and like again just re- rehashing the same shit like let me find out that Jen Aiden and Bill decide to call it off because she doesn't really want to be in this marriage and you know like he doesn't change at all and the cameras aren't rolling anymore so she's like I don't know I just want to see like them live life and also need Melissa and Teresa to have time away from the cameras this probably isn't going to connect to anything organically but it is the thing I'm thinking about in my head which is that I watched the New Jersey I watched part three twice um where's my parade um but I watched the after show and there's some shit that Margaret says on the after show that I was like fuck where she's talking about there's an after show for the reunion there's an a- there's a new after show where they're talking about Pizzagate. Margaret's talking about uh, Teresa's wedding. Um, What's Pizzagate? Sorry, I don't know why I'm Pizza acting Oven Gate. Like- Pizza Oven Gate. Oh, 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 oh. Um, and Pizza of I guess yeah. Uh, Gorga's Pizza Gate. The Pizza Oven. <laughs> Skinny Pizza. Gorga's Pizza. Pizza Gate. Um, but there is some stuff that Margaret talks about that I was like, oh, fuck, because I hadn't necessarily thought about that. But the idea that Louis has often referenced his wealth on the show and he's referenced it in a way of saying to Teresa, you don't need to do this. So when they were in Nashville or whatever and Teresa had like 
thrown the drinks and whatnot at Marge there. And I think in an, at another point as well, Louis was like, you don't need to do this. I can take care of you. Like I can get us a plane and we can go back. And the idea that there are so many questions about Louis's wealth and how interesting is it that for a man that constantly talks about how he can take care of Teresa and she doesn't need to do the show, it does not seem like she is taking a break from any opportunity to monetize, which I would argue more power to you, make as much money as you possibly can while you can. But it's just so interesting, the idea of a certain life that he is presenting to afford a life that he wants to provide. Like it gets into some of this like gender role stuff of he of him being the provider. And yet how interesting is it that that doesn't necessarily seem to be existing IRL? And also it, it actually seems to be ramping up. And on top of that, I don't have any insight into this. I actually honestly haven't thought about it. Um, I don't have experience with that with friends in my life, (laughs) nor mine. But the idea that I guess for like when you get married a second time, gifts aren't typically on the table. Typically, and I guess also for the uber wealthy, this makes sense to me. This I understand. The idea of like, you know, you put on the invitation, your your presence is gift enough or in lieu of gifts, we'd love for you. Did the invitation say that? Of course not. Oh. And on the that was Margaret's issue. Like, not only oh. did it not say we don't want to accept presents, there was no charitable component. And Margaret said there were housewives reaching out to me, who I won't name, on the DL who were confused or kind of like put off by the idea that gifts were still sort of a part of the equation, that they didn't go out of their way to do the thing that most couples do, I guess, if it is concerning a second wedding or concerning a very wealthy couple. And that in addition to that, her check had been cashed because she gets a flag on her bank account for fraud reasons when she has a check or transaction involving more than $500 that like they tell her that it's like your check has been cashed or whatever. And so the wedding was on whatever day of the week, Saturday or Sunday. And then Monday, the check was cashed, which I thought was very interesting and that might sound like an that's absolute, so real like that's, that's like such a real specific and it might sound like a nothing burger to people and i understand that i'm like well whatever it doesn't matter but to me that actually well, matters quite if, a bit because i am very if nervous red flags around him and he has money. nothing but red flags yeah, like, it's like red light green light there's no green light yeah it's it's red face flag <laughs> i mean a little bit like it's just it's i just it's that episode Part three is so deeply unnerving, and I watched it again before you got here. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're welcome, America, and other areas, because <laughs> other areas, because I just, it's, it is so unnerving. His responses are so unnerving, and it's like, I don't think, you know, like Teresa at a certain point may want to stay on the show, may leave, but to me, her leaving is not going to have anything to do with Louis saying, I'm going to take care of you. You don't have to do this anymore. And not to say that he needs to do it, but that is the narrative that he's spinning. And I don't believe any part of him is real. And I also think on top of that, every part of him is toxic and bad. And like him threatening people over and over and over every single time he had a response was like, be careful. You don't know what's coming to you. And it's just like everything connects with what people are saying about him, which is he's up to no good. It makes me very nervous for her. I know that you're saying like, I want to see it all come crumbling down. And that's often the through line of housewives is like, you know, conflict and conflict resolution. Often it's more about conflict and that obviously marriages are at the forefront, especially on New Jersey. But like, 
I am very, I'm just, I'm, I'm just genuinely concerned for her. And I get that she's actively a part of this, but I just see her being, and I know that she has her own shit. I think she's incredibly toxic at points and she's very, she self-sabotages. She can't move past stuff. She, it's like she doesn't allow herself or has an incapacity with like processing information because she's so convinced she understands everybody else's intent. I get all of that. I'm very nervous for her. She has done a lot for herself. She was the sole provider essentially for her kids, emotion, just being in their presence physically, financially. I am very concerned for her that he is going to fuck her over or worse she's going to be in a dynamic that is very unhealthy for her and she's not gonna know it and I don't know how this would end like I don't know what his energy is about ending things the sense that I get is that probably his previous relationships ended when the other person left I don't see him as the one leaving I think he just drags you to the not literally, but like to the f- the bottom floor. And at that point, it's almost like you have no choice but to leave. I'm just so nervous for her. And I'm nervous for other people in the cast who have to continue having him in their lives because of filming the show. I think he is up to no good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's say that... I think he's one of the worst house husbands to exist in the certainly the worst on New Jersey. I know Jim Marchese is a piece of shit, but like this to me is like. I mean, Joe J- Judice was also a piece of shit. It's wild that he didn't even come to mind first. <laughs> it's wild the, the presence that Louina has in mind. Of course, he was a piece of. He was a terrible husband. I think there were a lot of terrible house husbands, but I I think that Louis has come in so bad. I think he's come in so hot, so hot. and also yeah. so like there's bad. just such a, a lot of like. Um, like baggage that has been aired out on blogs and like that has been up for public consumption that is so antithetical to like this the narrative that like she has put out when she first brought him on the show of like love 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 and love bubble and blah 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 but all of the you know uh pattern of abuse in his relation in his previous relationships the weird money and business dealings his him getting laid off like him saying that he hired a private investigator and then like doubling down and then saying he didn't like all of that stuff is like just continues to be wild but there's been so many awful house husbands i'm not sure i guess yeah i mean he for sure is in the top 10 i i think but i worry that it will only get worse so it's a hundred percent only gonna get worse because he's so paranoid and the problem with louis is he acts on it and he but he's not i mean obviously irony alert he's like not accountable for it what a surprise it's just so concerning to me because i think he enjoys this i think he obviously it's all connected i think to his idea of the pursuit of justice or him doing it's there's like some a huge amount of toxic masculinity here that he manipulates and weaponizes to pretend to be the opposite going over to fucking Rachel Fuda and you know our favorite John Fuda and being like oh I think you're a wonderful mother and whatever else and John Fuda being like you know essentially go fuck yourself you want to be a man you want to be a man to me you be honest you take responsibility for your um for your actions that is manliness to me that's being a fucking adult but of course louis doesn't feel that way because he's only honest to himself he's only responsible and accountable at the end of the day to himself 
And he's really not, by the way, because he's do he's digging himself into such a fucking hole. But that's his toxic idea of like, you know, he's it's a, just so hard. He's a castle of one. It's so hard to get a real handle on like what's going on with Louis. Is it though? I think it's pretty straightforward. Well, I think it is because we only get a version that he presents and then like we're piecing together. What yeah, I'm going to take him at his word. What, what we're being told yeah. though from other people. So like I'm more interested in Teresa, like because she is the person who is the cast, full-time cast member right. who thinks she has all this power. So like yeah be continue to be like the alpha dog of new jersey housewives and i do want to watch your entire relationship i want to watch your bank account get oh like God. drained and you're not be able to pay for your adriana to go to college like i don't want and i to watch all. it on television and be like ha 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 now you need the Are paycheck you serious you're we're gonna fight with each other you look very angry right now i don't look i mean i'm just being passionate about like like, I'm more interested in talking about Teresa than, like, so talking about Louis being awful. Because, like, of course he is. Like, we've known he's awful. But, like, I'm interested in the person who is on that stage, like, fighting against her castmates for this man. Like, that is more interesting to me than him being a con man. It's, like, I'm more interested in the woman who is either participating in the con or is being conned, which I think it is that. But I don't know. And I'm more interested in, like, uncovering that. And I, yeah. So like, why are you making that face? Because I just, I don't, I don't want to see, I, I just don't want to see it. Like I, I will criticize Teresa until the cows come home. Like I have no problem doing that. I, I want to see the, I want I mean, I would Teresa love for her to, to I walk her away to, from right. the relationship, but like that's not going to happen. She's literally standing up there right. blue in the face arguing with people about him. So like she is an adult and making those decisions to be married to him and also literally cutting people out of her life who are questioning anything. And like, that is also like, we are, I mean, I don't know, we as a, a collective we, but like, you know, I was taught as a young person to be a critical thinker and to question things. And if the people in my life are bringing things to my like attention and I'm just like, I'm all like, I hate people who are like, I'm all about only positive vibes and positivity. It's like, if people are saying like, we have concerns about you and your safety and also like your financial like stability and like, et cetera, et cetera. And this man's past. And you wanted to like, literally be like, oh, fuck you. I don't want to art. Like, I don't, I can't believe you're like bursting my love bubble it's like well first of all we don't live in worlds that like where we're the only like we are like lead characters at all times like so people are allowed to burst your love bubble it's up to you to decide how to navigate that and two if your answer to like concern around your relationship is always to just cut people out like i don't know that says more about you than it does i think the other people who are you know me you know it's like is it margaret and it's on te- for television, sure. Is it your brother and it's like off camera and it's because he's concerned that you're getting swindled? You know, I don't know. Paris is always a good idea. And when I schlep on over to Europe to my favorite city in the world, I bring with me a few important phrases that I have learned from housewives. C'est bon, c'est bon. Chic, c'est la vie. Je m'appelle the Countess. N'est-ce pas, Luanne? <laughs> And while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life, that's where Rosetta Stone comes in. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? 
There's a speech recognition filter, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options, and it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorinda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. (laughs) Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me 
just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Way's other bestsellers. They're leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T H E O U A I dot com and enter promo code Andy for fifteen percent off any product. That's T H E O U A I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDYSGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom or a maternal figure in your life? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. 
These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you want to ask. Then she can either type up her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I want to know about the stories of how my mom and dad grew up. What's the first thing they remember after they were born? That's one of the questions I sent to my dad after signing up for my life in a book. And I can't think of a greater gift to give my dad in sharing his stories and to receive. It's super easy to use. My favorite part of it, as someone who sometimes lives on turtle time and forgets (laughs) about sending or receiving email, is that they reach out a couple days prior to sending questions just so I know of what questions they're going to send to my dad, if I want to change it for another question or customize it with something that I want to know. It's that kind of specificity and care that I love so much. This is genuinely an incredible, incredible gift. There's no greater present than I could give a family member or a loved one than to participate in this kind of meaningful appreciation for the entirety of their lives, separate from my own. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom or loved one this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com with code Andy's Girls for 10% off today. And thank the Jills, Aaron, and your life and mine. Well, but the problem there is that the people who have approached Teresa or tried to talk about it, she feels like they're, she says out loud that they're only doing that for camera time. But I also think she truly believes that she doesn't trust them and that, and, and that she thinks it's for good reason because either there's a manipulation of the thing that she is so happy to have finally found in her life and that this is how they're treating that, but I, or the fact that she just truly feels like she has so many examples of this person being deceitful to her or using her that why would she trust that opinion, which also means then that that opinion is representative of bad, like bad actors. And and also she has a lot of friends in her life. We see her socializing a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if Louis does too. People might like him. People in her social circle, in her group of friends who are not on TV might enjoy them. They might be seeing a different picture of them. They He might not be investigating them. He might not be contacting and harassing children at their you know like places of work like and also they it's not like they're not protecting her they just might disagree about who he is than the person that we're talking about sure and also like Anne marie or whatever her like bff who was like her bridesmaid who was at like in the wedding special Mm. like i believe there's a version of the world where she said to her like Teresa, are you sure about this guy there's a lot of crazy stuff and Teresa was like He's amazing. Like he's amazing. Blah blah blah. And they take her out of work. And they're like, well, what else? An adult. And also, I like, know. yeah, what else are you going to do if you love this person? You cannot pull someone unless there's, you know. And also, even <sighs> if there is danger, like again, you can only do so much to a person. You know, like she is an adult. She's making a choice. She's making a choice. 
Um, I don't want to take away like the idea of Teresa having an agency in her life, but I think you can do both things. Yeah, like, like I just I don't and need also to... hold her accountable for her behavior and her participation and yeah. stuff. But I also do think that she's being uh, manipulated. I would love for her to like have the wherewithal to get herself out of the situation, but also like she is loud and wrong all the time, and just because she does not show signs of like always being the most critical thinker and listen i'm being so generous on your podcast right now because i don't want people to be dming me about how they still will but like just because she's not a critical thinker doesn't mean i need to act like she's a baby especially because of how loud and wrong and how much she calls the shots which brings me to i have like three questions that i thought of that i want to ask you one is is she okay so imagine they're going to get rid of one of them I feel like there's a version where we get like David get rid of David Dolores's ex. <laughs> but like, are we gonna get? <laughs> no, like, do do we get Teresa? Do we get rid of Teresa or Melissa? Get like, rid what, of Jacqueline. I just think that there's a version <laughs> where of. I'm like, I think that there's like a part of like you know, remember Vicky? I think I don't know if she got demoted. Gumbleson? Yeah, I don't know if it was she got. Dem- I remember her. Yeah, she got demoted or if she got fired but there was one season where she said to Bronwyn like get off my show and you know what happened she got fired mm. and then there was also Bethany and uh Carol Carol um, Carol who were like it, I so was so hard so firmly team Carol and I thought that the reunion was so like volatile and fire in a like in a good way and then they fired Carol and I think un- that was sad because I think it actually would have been a f- good season oh God, it would have been to come back to because season. I think like they, their, their friendship like really was done and I think oh, that we missed out having Dorinda and Carol against Bethany was like the most form like they were the most formidable opponents especially together that Bethany had ever had and the network decided to fire Carol presumably for Bethany I mean we don't know what really happened but Carol said she got she decided to leave and then Bethany was like no you got fired and it was like cool like Bethany got her way and so I just wonder would the network be like, Teresa thinks she has too much power and is too whatever. We can't get rid of Melissa. We need them both or 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 none. Or if they're like, yeah, Teresa is like the fan favorite. Teresa is the one who has the huge fan base. She's the OG. We got to cut Melissa. Like, yeah. are they, do they give her the Bethany treatment or the or the Vicky treatment if they're going to fire one of them? Like who in your version, who wins? I don't think I think. Either you say they both win or they both lose. I don't think I genuinely believe I would. I, I sort of can't even do the gray, which I did do on previous episodes. I really genuinely believe they're both going to be back. That's so crazy. And I think the issue, as I said, is going to be the Louie equation because I don't know that production can control him because I don't know what production knows that we do not. There's a lot of information He's that was her cut from the reunion. To film with. There was a moment where they were doing the Frankie stuff and Teresa, the cut of the reunion. I watched it twice. I could be wrong, but the cut of the reunion at one point references or shows Teresa being like, I never said that, but it cut the moment prior where they were talking about whatever Teresa allegedly said. So like, I don't when it came to the Frankie stuff of like we're going to tell you a story and then it was like oh. well, we're not going to get into any anything else and Dolores was like shut the fuck up like I don't know what was under, I don't know I don't know how this is going to work with Louie but I don't know that it would I don't know how they're going to handle it I think that part is a bigger issue because they obviously have a lot more information than what was shown and certainly than what we will find out. And I don't know how you approach that if this man is working with or getting a series of wedding gifts from his friend of like these bad actions, including him like maybe getting information or whatever and calling Margaret's son 
and the voice sounding like his coming from his phone number. What a spoof saying I like I'm the one that you should be afraid of. Like that is very concerning to me. And it does not feel like he has any interest in letting this go. Like We don't know that he's not at this point ramping it up. I don't think any of this is fun, though. And I feel it's like a, it's so scary. But I don't also, think it's fun at all. Yeah, but also like I'm fine. Like close the chapter, like get rid of them both then. And like, let's have a no. new season, like bring Carolyn Manzo back and let her be the center. And let's have like new fights and arguments that are <sighs> evolved around different people. I don't want Caroline back without Teresa there. For at least a season. For half a season. I mean, I'm fine with it. Honestly, like, I don't need to watch Teresa. I would be fine with it. Like, I'll take back what I said 10 seconds ago, <laughs> but I would prefer for Teresa and Caroline. I want to see the fucking whatever but, movie with, you know, the dinosaur fighting the dragon. Like, I want to see both. It just both. feels like the chapter is closed, though. Like, I hear what you're saying. Like, there's more with Louie, and it's like, but, like, do I don't want to watch another season of, of what we just watched, which is, like, that's nothing the, coming to light. You know what I mean? And I Teresa think that's defending the issue, him. is that he's using magic that it's like he's in Harry Potter, like he's using stuff that people haven't used to this extent before. And he's hiding behind language of like, I didn't investigate cast members or I didn't pay to investigate cast members, but you did investigate members of their family. You might have investigated every person that they've ever worked for in the entirety of their lives. Like it, it's it, we are skirting around language here. There's a presumption that he's well-meaning in that that I would absolutely disagree with. And it's it's like the Bo Deedle of it is so dark and weird and chaotic The I got into this on the solo episode that I recorded. The fact that security that he had security because of alleged death threats, but didn't inform production of those threats that seemed to be new information. He didn't inform production that there was going to be security showing up. So that was new information. It's like every example of what he does from his responses out loud, loudly and under his breath to the behaviors that he's exhibited all feel like very intense forms of intimidation that cross to me every line. Like Housewives is dark enough in families falling apart. I don't need people digging up and harassing I children. I think that's so disturbing. And I know, I know, I know it's like we agree about it, but like some people don't. Some people think that this is an example of him standing by his wife and God bless. Like I, I, God bless. Like difference of opinion. I believe extremely strongly that he is a bad guy or a bad guy for her. I'm more interested in talking about Joel. And, and sorry, and a bad guy for the rest of the cast because he's going to continue fucking with them. This is not over. Well, I hope it is. I hope they both get fired and like the whole. Like, I don't think that him getting fired. This is the problem when you bring in dark energy in your life. Losing your job could make him become worse. Like that. This is the well. They don't have as much to offer him once. According to his ex and page six, he's still he's still having Bo Deedle investigate her and like having random fucking people connected with his firm pretend to be patients for this woman who's now working as a therapist asking questions in sessions about her ex. Like this is a breakup of how many years ago and he's still doing it. That's the concern to me is like sometimes when you have toxic people in your life, it doesn't matter if you remove them because they don't remove you. Yeah. Sorry, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I interrupted you for the very first time that ever <laughs> in both of our lives, certainly every episode. I would like to talk about Dolores, but you brought her Who? up in the Frank situation, Frank Jr. situation. Frankie. And Frankie. Little Frankie. And, and I, like, am kind of over Dolores straddling the fence and, like, her being complicit in 
Like, if you're a real friend to Teresa, like, you don't see any red flags, Dolores. You don't want to talk about anything real. Like, I was into her getting buck about, like, them talking about Frankie Jr., but, like, buck. why are you, like, why? And I Because like, she doesn't trust Louie. She knows that he's right, a dark but energy. she doesn't want to jeopardize her relationship with Teresa for, like, for what? Like, if she had. I don't even think that has anything to do with Teresa. I think it has everything to do with her son. She's saying. She wants I, I think to protect she was 100% was mama bearing and looking at her ex-husband and saying, shut the fuck up. We both know about this guy. We're hearing examples of it. The Margaret son thing was news to nobody. Everybody knew about it. Everybody knew the police was involved, including, by the way, Teresa and Louie, which I'm not like using against them, just to say that none of that Teresa information didn't was seem new. like she knew. She absolutely did know. <laughs> it was a. It, it was, no, it was, I know. But she was like, I didn't know this how like how was it him let me see the number oh yeah that's his number but there's all these no she knew i think she actually referenced that she knew and then she got talked about the spoofing thing and then she was like oh my god look at my phone margaret's calling me but it's not margaret that's so random that this is happening and is not timed as any kind of like right like that was that was ill <laughs> that this is why i know but it's, it's like, like the darkest example of when people come on the show and think that they can produce yeah but then they also always Get fired up. and implode or implode. I don't. I don't know. I, don't, I just. I don't see. Foresee, sorry, Dolores. I, I don't foresee any version where Teresa is fired, but I am more interested in her and um, Melissa. Like, I just don't want to do the same thing again next season. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So you have a good friend who's marrying a guy, and you think he's a piece of shit. How do you approach, if at all, talking to your friend genuinely? Because mm-hmm. I've had friends make interesting decisions. Yeah. At, at what point is is talking about agency? At what point are you like, you know, are you are you sure? Versus like, I'm gonna present to you some information and you decide what to do. For example, what Sheena did off camera with Ariana, which was to say, listen, I just want to share with you some examples of why there's some conversation going around about Sandoval and um, Raquel. I just want to share that information with you. And Ariana was like, thank you. I appreciate you being a friend. And I'm, I do not believe it. I believe my good friend and my boyfriend, you know, like what would you do if you were, what would you do if you were Teresa's friend? Like, how would you approach that? Or you could reference a real person in your life. No, I think I would have the conversation with that same conversation of like, like there is evidence to support that this is the thing that is happening. Like I need to, as it's my like job to make sure that I bring this to you and like, see if you know, how do you feel? Are you okay? Do you need help? And if they say like, it's all like, it's, this is an edited show. Like it's you, not real. People have an interest yeah, like, in bringing met it down. Him, you know, he is like a, the most generous person. I'm the so most, lucky. Yeah. Then I, then I say, okay, well you are, then you're an adult. And like, I, I also feel like you also have to be able to like trust your intuition. No, like, oh, and trust your friend. Trust your friend, and know that they are making the smartest, most correct decision. Right, for and them allow and their them to life. make a decision. People make bad decisions sometimes, and they should be. I mean, it, this gets into a different situation when it comes to like emotional stuff. But like, you know, at the end of the day, she's making a decision, and you know, you gotta like kind of let go and let God at a certain point. But the second part of that question is, what would you know? What would you do? If your friend was like marrying this guy and you have real questions and there are maybe examples that you can pull of like <laughs> New York Post articles or whatever of like not great stuff and you know that other friends have approached them and she has lost her shit, gotten very mad or I don't know, included in that spectrum said, thank you so much for saying that. I'm all good. He's a great guy. Don't worry about it. You're going to love him like for the rest of our lives. 
what would you do then if you know that there are several examples of people trying to talk to her off camera or on, but like, I think off is probably, you know, more powerful when you're having a conversation with somebody because you have, you can remove the idea of you're just doing this for the show. What would you do then? Would you still have a conversation with them or would you be like, they've already said it so many times. And also I know you, I've known you for a decade and I, I know you in ways that you might not be be able to admit to yourself that you're just not going to listen. I think I I understand your point and I and I like I hear No, you. I'm asking you for your answer. Oh, I well like my, genuinely. I'm genuinely curious. I, I think I guess I'm thinking if it, this is Dolores. Like if we're Dolores in this scenario and you know that Teresa's already bitten off or the Schmaloris. Yeah, and you know you're like okay, well I know people have talked about this off camera and on camera and how well it And I know Teresa better than she knows herself. But I mean, it's fucked because you're on a show, though. Like, that is, I'm so- sorry. Like, that is the thing. Like, Dolores is basically hired because of her history with the, like, the, the city of New Jersey, or the city of, <laughs> the city of New Jersey, the, the state of New Jersey, um, the city of Franklin Hills or whatever. The sanitation department. And so much of this is bullshit. Right. And I just think, like, so her, even when it was Mark, I believe, and I'm, uh, I'd have to rewind, but I believe in this, in the moments talking about Margaret's child, she did pipe up and say like I knew and then that's when Teresa was like well why didn't you tell me mm-hmm. and and Dolores was like well I thought you knew and Teresa was like I didn't know this and then was like let me see the number and that's when she did that whole weird thing so like I was glad that Dolores spoke up but she also like didn't like engage the in part, yeah. the conversation really like she just was like yeah I knew this happened and it's like she is so deliberate with the way she talks because I guess she doesn't want and I don't know if it's for television or if it's r- truly like they have a really like I don't know what the depth of Margaret and Teresa, I mean Dolores and Teresa's relationship is now or ever was. Um, it's like you know the show always makes everyone's re- like they're, they're best friends for eleven years and it's like we went to high school together and like live in the same. T- or you area. see them every day because you're filming and life happens when you're not. Exactly. So yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like I was frustrated with Dolores because I feel like he. Louis, the behavior from Louis, and by proxy Teresa, who is defending and also participating in a lot of these shenanigans, which predates Louis. Um, I felt like Dolores, Dolores has cachet with that cast, and and Andy, and like her opinion. Me, I mean, he actually interrupted at one point and said, "Like, I want to know what you think about this, Dolo." Like twice in this reunion cycle, like getting her Ooh, opinion. Andy, Andy would like ask yeah. Dolores her opinion, meaning like I don't care what like Jen Fessler and Jen Fuda or. Yeah, Rachel. Jen, Rachel Fuda. She looks or, like a Jen. Jen it's not Jen our Fessler fault. Or, or Rachel we Fuda. We love Jens here. Or even Margaret think about this. Gen I want to know what I want to know what Dolores thinks because she knows the Gorgas and forever, and she answers. I would like to see her speak up against despicable behavior and not be so concerned about like. And I guess she's also concerned about the the wrath of Teresa and also. Or maybe even more so, Louis. I think she is so much less concerned about the wrath of Teresa and more concerned about potentially she, the wrath of Louis. But on she's her always kid. played this game. She's always played the fence with Teresa, where she'd be like, "I know she's crazy, but I'm best friends. But uh, she's my friend forever. But like, I'm friends with Margaret. Like, she always has t- been on the fence. And I think there's a lot of power sometimes in not. 
being on the fence when something is really despicable. You know what I mean? Like, she's always um, towed the line between not wanting to choose between Teresa and Melissa because she's been friends with both of them, but had history with Teresa. But like been, And Joe. And been friends with uh, Margaret, but like had history with mm-hmm. Teresa, but been friends with Jackie Goldschneider. But, you know, like, so I think that she's been doing this for years pre-Louis. And I think, like, the, the, you just talked about Louis being like, this is the worst husband we've ever seen. It would really mean something, I think, to maybe Teresa, but certainly to the dynamics of the show. And I think to Andy, if Dolores was like, I'm worried for you. Like, and I get, I hear you. Like, maybe she has said that off camera. Maybe she knows real friends have said that. But I think she's just not willing to. I don't think she said it off camera. I don't don't think so? No. I mean, if they're real friends, maybe there's a version where she pulled a Sheena and was like, are you good? Like, some of this stuff has me thinking. Yeah, maybe she says, like, are you good? And you can can take whatever inference from that you'd like. And I'm assuming that Teresa's response is, like, love, love, love. Because maybe Teresa does feel love, love, love. She seems pretty angry for some like this is an incredibly unfair comparison but looking at the difference between like Dolores's behavior after meeting Polly versus Teresa's with Louie it's different because Dolores doesn't have the kind of conflict and chaos in her life that Teresa has with Teresa v Joe Teresa v Melissa and Teresa v Melissa and Joe like it's it's a different dynamic and Teresa's also a different person and expresses and and processes anger and, and emotion different differently but I just think like there's the, there's a reason that Dolores has been in these people's lives for so long and I think that's connected with her personality which is like this isn't my fight I'm just go- I'm not going to involve myself in that way and I also think she is genuinely exhausted by that and maybe there's a connection there in the exhaustion between just the chaos here and negativity and like the Louis element and that's not a critique of Dolores and People could, but I think it's also like, listen, we're human beings at the end of the day. And like maybe she has an understanding having known these people since decades prior to the show beginning. She's known Joan Teresa, I assume, for much longer than Melissa. Like they, you know, like I just think that she's like, whatever. It's her life. It's her choices. I'm going to stay out of it. Like there's something very Italian about that. Yeah. Not my Italian, but her Italian. It's like old, it's, it's, there's an old school. Let's get Carolyn. I want to fire everybody. Keep Melissa and, um. She's a subcontractor. Dolores. She doesn't work for any other big, you know, Dolores is spiritually, she's a 1099er. You know, like she works for herself. I, this is not a critique, but just to say that she like doesn't, I don't think she necessarily bears that responsibility i think and i also think she's seen so much that she's like one well, of she nothing- bears the responsibility but it is like it is the job the job of the show is to talk I- about things you know right but i also think she has such an understanding of teresa that like teresa has made this decision and nothing nothing is going to change that we have seen that in every element of her behavior nothing is going to change that she teresa the idea that Teresa has picked wrong is like, it is literally impossible. It is entirely impossible. Even after going to prison, she says, you know, we didn't do those things. Like that happened, this reunion cycle, because I read the fucking indictment because I forgot because <laughs> she wasn't helping me. <laughs> like, What even was this? It was 10 years ago. You know, like I just, 
I don't know. It's, I get it. And I do wish. Of course. I'm not going to say that I don't Dolores wish to be it. activated. And I want like. She does get activated when her kid is involved. Yeah, when but that's the... boring. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm just speaking from like a television perspective. Like, it's boring. I don't care. Like, Frankie Jr., like, cool. She got activated because she doesn't want him to talk about him on camera. But like, bring Dina on the show and show me Dolores. Everyone's scared of bring Dolores. Dina bring Dina on the show. Bring Dina and Carolyn on and let me see Teresa and Dolores stay and watch the like old school New Jersey dynamics. There is no chance Dina would ever return but my god I know would I know it I would like never happen the but tension of because she listen, was a flop her last season her the season she came back but but with if, those dynamics with Teresa and Louie currently and with her and Dolores's beef but then also if her sister was there who she doesn't also talk to like she would have I don't know who she I don't she would never do it because none of those people are her allies right now right but also if Caroline returned which honestly I they need to just do a GoFundMe they need a fundraise they need to figure it out because it's down she needs to get presented a I healthy mean, check I think that if they can afford candy if they might need um Caroline they might just need to give her a mill are you that's calling what her Caroline Caroline sorry if they need it's- to give Carolina Mill. Jen Manzo. Yeah. <laughs> I think that if Caroline came back, what would be so interesting to me was if this whole like Louie thing hadn't happened, because I absolutely believe there's some sort of breakdown in the relationship between Dina and Teresa that has something to do with David. I think that's his name. David, Dina's husband and Louie. Something is up with that. A hundred percent. Yes. And I think what would be interesting to me is if Caroline came back what I would do if I was Teresa was constantly reference Dina to fuck with Caroline and maybe get information from Dina or whatever else. But what do you do now when maybe neither of you are, well, certainly one of you hasn't spoken to Dina in a while and you are trying to present that you are still close friends with Dina, but like it's not really what it was. That to me would be a really interesting tension because it's like, the box inside of the box because it's like no she's still one of my very good friends and everything is fine and her sister's going to come on and obviously dina's going to be referenced but it's like you might not be talking to her on a day-to-day basis as you once were yeah I because think- your husband is tough i think that there's a lot of value in bringing caroline back after watch after this exhaust i mean i've exhausted talking about it even even though Great, I, let's I, continue. I, thought, even though I thought it was interesting i feel like it would be fun to see like caroline it's just she was she was a moment, but I don't know what she is in present day house size, you know, and like but she also has a connection to Danielle. So then you'd have to watch Danielle Cabral or whatever. Oh, my God. I thought you meant stop. And no, I just got Danielle so was like step had an ex, like her dad's. Oh, right. Like, was second like married wife was to somebody. Somehow was like a so she cousin was, by whatever. No, it was one of like Caroline's siblings was maybe also married. So many siblings. Yeah. It's like right. one of her brothers was like also an aunt, married. Maybe. I don't know how families something. work. Yeah. Something. Right. 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 Um, anyway. So, yeah. Bring Caroline back. I'm into it. And also, I, don't I can't have believe to get Jacqueline people to sign sign releases to be like featured. I know they do because of my line of work. Like, <laughs> if you show up someone's picture, they need to have signed a release. So like Dina and her husband were like there was pictures of them in the show. So like whether that was because Dina signed a release years ago, like wasn't her husband featured? He didn't. They didn't blur his. How face does that out. work when it's on social media? Like it's pictures that Teresa. Still has have to put get the right her. of the person who's in the photo. Oh really? It's likeness. not totally up to the right of the person who owns the photo. If the person's face is in it, yeah, oh yeah, you yeah, need yeah. To, like okay, so. I don't know. Maybe Dina's covered because she's been on the show before, but I don't know about her husband. That is interesting. So, well, that gets into. So if they were willing to have their faces shown to then be topics of conversation about like their fallout, it's like. 
Bravo reached out and they signed. Yeah, and as we've seen, there has been some confusion around which faces are shown on Bravo after relationships end and oh, is this friction your, begins. What a segue. Thank you. It's, it's a fascinating <laughs> conversation. I've been thinking a lot about NeNe. Because We're talking about NeNe. In relation to like this, the Teresa's power moves because of her saying like, I was just thinking about other... There are singular housewives, and there's a few. Nini, Bethany, of them. I don't even know that. At Vicky one point, gets the LVP, same. I would say no yes, longer. Nini, Bethany, LVP, and I say Teresa. I'm not sure that Vicky and Tamara ever got the Kyle same. Kyle at a different Kyle. I think Kyle. I think Kyle. The network treats Kyle like that now, but her, like her role on the show, has never been. She's not as focal for drama. Yeah, and also like you know, you, as, as you always say, she's never she's never been an alpha, which makes like she's tried and it never works out. And I think that all of those other women, I think, are all alphas. Yeah, yeah. And so I think Vicky and Tamara, I think, are the, like the are the because I think OC is I think that Bethany and Nini's like fame and even LVP is was like so mainstream. I mean, you know, everyone who knows who Nini and Bethany are, even people who don't know Housewives, they know at least know their faces. So. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about them and the way that Teresa is pulling power moves, but also Nini being in the news in the last week. Can you give a little bit of like a summary of what the fuck happened on the newest episode of Atlanta and the next day on Peacock? So they did this, I thought, like a really fun setup for the episode basically to establish Marlo and Candy's like storied history. Like a rewind. And the episode started with um like the intro with all the housewives and then like glitched and like did it like a rewind with like a like a you know like a sepia tone over it and it was i think like a season four intro with all of the peach holders which i think at the time was uh candy phaedra cynthia and Ni- oh, and kim and and then it would have been nini but they edited nini out of this little intro and then, the, you know, the episode continued on to show, like, the, all these flashbacks and then went back to present day. And so then I guess a lot of people were talking about how Nini was edited out and tweeting at her and sending her messages. So then she, like, posted, like, an Insta story that was, like, thank you or tweeted something, like, thank you, everyone. Like, I see your, like, nice comments and, like, it means a lot. And, um, like, boy, if you only knew, like, like all of all of it or something. And then – and that's all that I saw. I'm not sure there was more. And then the next day or the day after, like – I think Peacock took the episode down and then it got posted up again and they had like edited out that like glitch. Like it was just like a glitch and then it went into the flashback. There was no like flashback to season four intro or season five intro. And then they like there was an article about it in the Hollywood Reporter. And I think Nini then did she talk more about it? Oh, she I did like a she weird. She posted an Instagram she did, like, story. Another, we both sent it to each she, other. She did an Instagram story where she was, was like, like, "I'm, I'm in my gonna... soft era. I'm not right. gonna she like kept engage." Saying that over and over again, which I thought was interesting. Like I'm in my soft era. I'm not gonna engage with this. Like, and I think it's like interesting because I feel like there's, you know, she. I don't know all of the details of, and I like sort of do believe her but you know she sued the network and was really vocal about like the discrimination that she faced and like them not using her likeness and so I feel like you know if you do that then like they're not going to use your likeness but Mm. it was also like a creative choice to make a decision to include an intro from an old season like that was like the decision to like flash back to the old intro and like to be like oh we should use an old intro with the old housewives but like we have to edit out the most famous atlanta housewife from it or we want to depending on who you ask right like or because we because she sued us we're not allowed to use her likeness slash maybe it will be like a a, you know a message slash yeah maybe we made this decision too to be pointed um it just is interesting uh i don't know i don't know that it's interesting i think it's kind of crappy yeah i mean crappy that they did it but also like 
sad to me that she's responding because it's like just want her to like work and distance herself from the brand if she doesn't want to be back on you know yeah and so I didn't find a Hollywood Reporter piece but I found Deadline Oh, maybe it was Deadline and so it was essentially the Deadline showing examples like gifs or gifs potato potato of um the moment and this is pulling from the piece fans of the show thought that bravo was being shady erasing leaks from the intro she's part of the legacy of the franchise the edited version available on peacock doesn't cut back to the old intro and instead keeps the current season 15 title card glitched out leaks took to twitter on monday to express her gratitude for her fans after being made aware bravo had excluded her from the intro and tweeted thank you tweety pies for all of your dms and comments i see everything you were sending to me it's really just a shame that people can do these things and get away with it if only you really knew if only you knew and so uh, you know and i don't know that there's been a network response to this that has confirmed that the reason that this was done was for legal reasons because she said don't ever use my likeness again or if it was done for other reasons most you know because she sued them I mean that's a part of the don't use my likeness again or done for other reasons because fans felt like it was a punitive decision so there's been no response and maybe a part of that response is because it's connected to the legal stuff and like what is there to say uh yeah I don't know it's what are you thinking of the current season of Atlanta I almost don't think of it. No, it hasn't come up on AG in a minute. I feel guilty about that, but I really, and I don't even mean it as a critique. It just, there's like, I am not inspired to talk about it. Doesn't mean it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It definitely is not. I just, it's like, it's wild that I'm so focused on Teresa and Melissa, <laughs> knowing how many fucking years I've talked about them and that I'm not talking. You know what I'm saying? But like, well, I think I, that- I'm, I'm being honest that I, I love Atlanta. I don't think this is I honestly like don't think it's a bad season. It's just not. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to uh, apply that to this season. I just want to say that the, I don't organically feel like there's a lot to discuss aside from the Marlowe candy of it all, which could be the entirety of it. Yeah, I think it's definitely like a better season than the last few, uh, at least thus far. Who knows where it will go? Yeah, um, it could it could ramp up. But I it's think it's only that, a season or episode six or whatever. There's but I think that the difference go. between Jersey and Vanderpump is that Jersey and Vanderpump. Yeah. Okay. Like the difference between like Jersey and Red Vanderpump and what they have going on, and then like what Atlanta is giving, ah, got it. And arguably, what maybe even OC has coming down the pipeline is like the stakes feel so high. Like the stakes feel so high, right, right, right. On watching Jersey because like Melissa and Teresa, like they are really in the same family, and like their kids. I think that the that I feel like the girls just the cousins just did something recently together, and I thought it was sweet. They were at the same prom and took a photo. Yeah, I and, think it was Melania and um, Antonia. And I was like, you know, that's sweet, like. When the cameras are done, when Housewives is canceled or whenever it ends, like, these women will still be related, whether or not they, like, have a relationship or not. But, like, they are just – that's whatever. And the same with, like, Vanderpump. It's, like, whether or not – like, whatever happens in the future, like, Ariana and Tom had a relationship for 10 years and Raquel was their friend. Mm -hmm. I feel like Atlanta is suffering from – and honestly, like, I think that I've been having fun with both Atlanta and OC thus far – but, like, what the difference is, like, we're arguing about, like, Tamara and Shannon not being friends when the camera stopped rolling because, like, Tamara got fired. And I'm like, the stakes are a lot different to that than watching, like, real people's relationships f- fall apart. 
whether that's good or bad. It's like I can appreciate like light housewife shade and all of yeah, that. Yeah, I fun want Orange County that. to be like, stupid. I yeah. want fun stuff, but also like I want like the stakes to feel like if there's drama, then I want them there to feel like there's real stakes and like. Tamara being like, you were not a good friend to me when I got fired doesn't feel like real. Well, it feels like Tamara went to an 11 in a way that I was like, this feel, it just felt so heavy so quick, which I think was a critique of Tamara in her last season that it felt like there was an element of it that to me felt like a little bit of a reach, but maybe wasn't manufactured for TV. Maybe Tamara just really does believe that through the process of osmosis, people who fuck up will know that they did and will do better. And it's like sometimes you have to see a friend where they are. And if they really do not have an understanding that you need them in a specific way because they're not just going to magically know it. Like there are certain people in certain conversations where you can just go off of body language or personality or, you know, length of relationship to like get an understanding that that person might be upset and not speaking or, you know, that person needs me in a certain way. And then there are other friends who like literally may not be aware of it where you need to communicate. It's like any other kind of relationship. Platonic relationships in many ways are not terribly different to romantic ones, even though they're devalued in the like ongoing, you know, conversation. Um, And with with Tamara and Shannon I just felt a sense of like okay you felt like she wasn't there for her but did you ever communicate that like was there ever a point or did you just internalize it and what we're now seeing is the result plus you're back on TV and in that situation I was very appreciative for Emily being like how how did you why did you assume that she would just understand that you were disappointed in her without telling her that yeah So like the stakes, I don't know. It feels like to me a little bit that Shannon and Tamara, um, spoiler alert, are both aware that they're filming a TV show. So like that some of those moments on the boat, I was just like, I just was. It was like a little. No offense to you. No, she's a she's a space cadet. I get it. She like I don't think that Shannon needs any help looking not great in a lot of scenarios. So like Tamara. That was real to me. To me, that is real, and why she's no. on television. And Tamra being like, "Is this girl for real? Is this?" Real? And I was like, "Tamra, we understand that it's stupid. They right. would have just ed- let her make an let ass her of herself. do that, let and her like, do and it. you can be annoyed. You don't need to yes and. But the fact that she was like under her breath, and she was like, it was almost like her being like, "I know I'm Mike, so I'm gonna be like, oh, this girl for real? please tell your story, Jen.' I was like, we get it. Like we know. Like Shannon, no, he's still- <laughs> right? Like, it was. It's 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 my boyfriend's son. It actually would have waving on the boat. Joe, <laughs> Joe. It would have been so much better if Tamara didn't make a big deal out of it because they would have. That wasn't edit- even the problem to me though. The problem was her being like, "You're an alcoholic." <laughs> and Shannon's like, "Are you gonna fucking like hit this dog right now? <laughs> like this is not okay." She's a labradoodle. She doesn't speak English. She speaks puppy. Just well- give her water or vodka with lime and like just let her so let's take this back her tail so let's like let's like i would love to use that example to talk about atlanta because i would like to know what you think about marlo versus candy because Mm. i think that marlo like actually maybe has interesting points in that Candy maybe has received preferential treatment from <laughs> Spoiler the, alert. The, the show, production, editing, whatever. I don't believe it. Are you saying? <laughs> and then, but I think Candy's annoyance by it is like, 
you're trying to fuck with me and I don't appreciate you're also, it. Also, like, you're literally bringing up something that you didn't have an issue with, like, five years ago up now. Right. Because you want to make drama yeah. for the show, which is why I don't care. Like, that's why, and I, it's like, but also, like, Drew being on Twitter or whomever else, like, all of the, like, everyone. I don't even know about saw, like, tw- it. Drew was sort of, like, fire, like, uh, Marlo was better when she was a friend of, basically. Like, people calling Marlo out LOL for doing, that Drew is doing too much. I mean, listen, I love Drew. Uh, she is, like, okay. too, We all have bad opinions. I feel like Drew is going to rise into her Dorit era, which is to say, like, Drew is such a tryhard that she is like, I think a great housewife. Like, remember she called Ralph to be like, "What position did you play when you played for Rutgers?" And he was like, "Oh, I was on the bench." And she was like, well, "I'm filming right now." Like, Drew for those moments alone, like I was she, the captain. Like I she, don't even know, quarterback, she is whatever. a she is a great for those reasons, not because she's good at it, but because she wants to be good at it and she's bad at it. Because she's like a little bit out to and lunch also, as Dorit, and also she's going to get divorced on camera this season, and which way maybe people we'll are change. so much more. People are like, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't think that's as big a thing. Is that terrible? Really? I mean, he's a, was an awful toxic person. I believe it. But I think it was just like, I think it's because I'm like, I glaze over a little bit with Drew. So I'm like, yeah, this is like a thing that's happening. He's a piece of shit. I mean, there's a we lot. I mean, that. I think arguably maybe the worst house has been after Louis, if you know what I mean. If Currently, I'm, not ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, mean, but also maybe ever. No, he's pretty awful. Russell was not. Well, Russell is maybe the worst Rom- because he was literally, based on what we know, was like right. also physically abusive, which, you know. I mean, there are. Yeah, we're not even going to. Yeah, yeah. So I just am curious what you think of like the Marlo candy stuff, because I feel like it's almost the same. Like, I'm like interested in Marlo being like. You don't show your real life and you always and you come out like scot free and like make the most money. I feel like that is the undercurrent, the underlying like that is the subtext. But Candy's annoyed because she's like, this is stupid. Like, this is like based on nothing. You never had an issue with it before. And now you're like bringing up old text messages. And like, I like seeing the old footage and the unseen footage. Like, I thought that was all helping in building the picture. I just don't know where it's going to go. And I'm like, do I even care? Because like Candy clearly doesn't because she is mad that it's being brought up because it's just for TV. I mean, I I thought the conversation around the use of the word aggressive and the fact that the shots of Marlo clearly having her hands behind her back, like that conversation after the fact, I thought was really interesting and illuminating. But the Marlo stuff, I don't like when it comes to her nephew. And, you know, as Candy said, like the text days later, I'm very confused about that text because I feel like I've maybe Candy released another one or there was something else where like there was a response that Candy made of like, oh my God, or something like exclamation point that I saw. And I'm very confused because when I saw that online, but didn't see it in Marlo's original text, I was like, wait a second, is like production holding off on showing that? So then when they did it again and they were doing the like, you know, graphic of you see one response and then the, you know, other person and then one response, I thought that they were going to get to the fact that that original text screenshot wasn't the full thing and then they didn't and I was like well I I was just very confused by that I don't even remember what you were asking what are my thoughts (laughs) yeah like I'm just curious like where you fall like do you feel like Marlo has an argument or do you think it's all dumb I think that Marlo I think Marlo of course of course there's an argument to be made that Candy is treated differently there's an argument to be made that Marlo is continuing to be shamed for um acts involving violence from 23 years ago or whatever and marlo feels like um you know that she shouldn't constantly have that referenced and thrown in her face like yes there's an argument there but i also think marlo amps things up in a way as we saw last season and isn't necessarily successful in that and there 
to me, it's just like I want Marlo to be a better full timer than she is. But maybe that's just because there are elements of Marlo that we see more of because there's more time focused on her in episodes. And I'm just like, ooh, I was hoping it wouldn't go this way. I think that sometimes Marlo is trying too hard. But that said, I think she's like working hard to try to make. It's um, somebody at the door. Candy heard us and has sent us a candy coated <laughs> Corvette. I don't know. Do I don't have a delivery. The delivery is a message that hopefully will be heard over this episode. And that message is continue listening. Um, like, I do feel like Marlo is trying to do stuff to make the show have like plot and conflict. And I like feel like there are times where she has a point. Sure, I'm interested in this. I guess I'm interested in her calling out the candy as preferential treatment. But there's a difference between like, like point and that's delivery. Stupid. Yeah, right. Um, because also like where are we going with the, the candy? Also, argument? the nephew thing is it's very it's, it's like it's it feels, and it's intended it to be malicious. Exactly, it's like intended to make Candy's character look bad, which is why. And she, I don't know that Marlo believes that the 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 narrative that she's sharing about the candy thing. I don't know how many aspects of that specific to Candy because Marlo. I'm sorry for interrupting you. It just feels like Marlo's intention is to. To show that Candy doesn't care yes. or didn't care about her nephew, and I don't know that I, be- I, I just don't believe that. So that's where yeah, I'm like, also eh. like she might just didn't know her nephew, and also like you know what I mean. I don't know. I, I do think that she is doing it for a purpose, uh, purposefully, and I don't know for that, production. Yes, but like her, like being mad, like Kenya being like mad at all of the women in Alabama, and like canceling, and then just like going to her room and like canceling so the stupid. night, and Marlo being like at the door and like trying to be funny and like kicking on her door. Like I get it; it's annoying, and her kid was in there. I understand Kenya's reaction, but also thought like Kenya shows up to like Sanya's Sanya's like Jamaica party and like critiques the food and says all of these things about it, and then her event, she literally just like bows out. And I feel mm. like there is a different standard on the show, on Atlanta specifically, about like the way that certain like the like the long tenured housewives like behave, the way they treat the other women like the way that candy and kenya's behave, like the fact that kenya will critique like San- sonya's party but then literally left the event like she was like oh we got kicked out of this and it was like okay cool we're gonna go drink in the lobby and kenya was like i'm not gonna come down there i don't even like those girls and it was like you're filming a show why are you going to bed how is that different from literally any other franchise i'm thinking of new york quite a bit like in what way I mean, there are existing or spiritually OG or quite literally OG casts who are, who like look at other cast members either with disdain or judge them in a different perspective. And maybe an element also, of like, that is like, you should be can, grateful can to you film stop with me. the night. Like she just stopped the night to me as like a producer. I would be like, OK, like we're going to go like film in the thing and talk about the fact that like you were supposed to do this thing. And it just got sh- and she was like. I'm just going to go home and go up to bed. I don't even like these girls. And I was like, what are we doing? Like, you you have to like these girls because you're in a quote unquote group of friends. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that doesn't work. And so, like, I feel like from if I was Marlo, I feel like I'm really confusing you. I'm like, we're giving we've been giving face. This is where it's so fun that it's audio only. And thank God for that, because I've been giving faces throughout the entire. Well, well, give me tell me why you're giving. I feel like I'm a little extra clown today. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 mean, I just I don't... don't see what the big, I, I mean, like, I agree with you uh, totally, but I just am like, oh my God, breaking news. Like, what there's a, there's a power structure and the people with more power are using it. I don't, there's an imbalance in how these people are judged and what they can get away with. My God, I've never seen that before on Housewives. Like, I, I get it. Like, I, I agree with you. Like, Kenya fucked that whole trip. That whole trip was like handled. Yeah, so but like terribly. I feel like we should be talking about that, and I feel like she tried, and then it's like she, and then like Marlo, it's like yeah, let's you're talk, okay, you're yeah, an aggressive slut, and yeah, yeah. you and you like you're an aggressive slut, and who said that? 
I'm just saying the way that they oh. frame Marlo in situations, it's like she was correct in that situation. Right. But, and she is never right. treated. And it's like they give more weight to Moneta, who maybe because of her proxy to like real fame and real money, maybe because of the fact that she is loyal to them and has a real relationship with them off camera, than they give to Marlo or me and arguably Sheree sometimes. And that feels weird to me when Kenya really did fuck up the trip. And she just was like, I'm going to go to bed. I don't like you guys. Right. But like, I think Marlo's her own worst enemy in that. She like can't, she can't get out of her own way. She goes, she does too much. I, I don't, this is the problem with me talking about Atlanta right now is because I'm like, and like, I, I, I get it. I'm watching the show. I think that Kenya was entirely I, I want to interrogate why trip. you feel that way about Atlanta. Because to me, you're more excited talking about Tamara and Shannon, which to me is also like tired and exhausted. So like what, like what, and like that dynamic to me is like, the same dynamic also yeah I think the Marlo of it all it, there's an element here of just like Marlo making the experience of watching the show like kind of unfun where even if I'm on the right side I'm on her side rather and I think she's in the right she just then ramps stuff up in a way that I'm like oof like I agree with some of what you're saying but there's other stuff at work like you're not entire you're not speaking from your heart entirely and that's the only reason that this is being discussed and also there is an element here of like fucking with candy that has been relatively consistent of late and you know what's going to piss her off and and you are often successful which isn't to say that candy doesn't you know excuse herself from participating at times or that kenya absolutely can be in the wrong it's just like there's something here I, I think she, I don't know. I don't know. Is the only way for these shows to continue on in, in perpetuity nowadays? Season 15 or is, whatever. Is it 13, to whatever. reboot them? Like in, whether it's a hard reboot like they did with, the, with like they're doing with New York or whether it's like, oh God. we just have to cycle people, old people back in. Like, I'm curious if, like, I know Andy keeps saying, I don't trust Andy any about anything because he says everything is like a return to form. But he said like, <laughs> OC is a return to form. So like maybe that does happen because Heather and Shannon and uh, Tamara have real history. So like. Yeah, and that's going to be good. So like watching that explode maybe yeah. later in the season will be interesting. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm kind of like, okay, well, I get it. You guys, like the stakes are low and this is yeah. all about television. Um, and I feel like with Atlanta, it's like, okay, so like what? Like if Portia and Kim Zolciak come back next season, like will that be better or will it be like, oh like will it be better because we're watching Kenya and Portia do the thing that they do and watching Kim Zolciak go through a divorce and like trying to lean on Sheree? Like I do I want that? I don't know. Also, or is it better if we just like clean house and we bring in new people who have real history pre-camera? You know what I mean? Like I don't know the answer. I'm just sort of thinking out loud because I agree like, I'm enjoying Atlanta. I look forward to it because I'm home on Sunday night. So I always watch it live mm-hmm. and I love it. But I also like don't. You love the current episodes. I mean, I love Atlanta, period. That's and the I, thing. I, I love I, Atlanta. I, yeah, but I also think like I love Atlanta more than like OC. Like, and I can talk about Atlanta more because I'm more interested. Well, it's consistently better. It's superior. And I think. From a storytelling. It's more consistent to be and a better and, show, I, I and I've often liked Atlanta better than New Jersey. Although this, this particular scenario of the season, I was very invested um, but yeah, like Atlanta would have been, would be my number one forever. And yeah, like, of course it has not been in, in prime, you know, form since like season 10, nine, nine or 10. I don't know. Um, but I just like wonder, like, what is the future of all housewives? If like, I do think that like OC just got rebooted like last year with Heather Bro and also was, a, was not good. And then they rebooted it again with like Tamara. It's like, 
you know, what is... Well, can it be a reboot if it's one person being cast and the expectation is that's going to change the game and how much of that expectation is truly just marketing? Yeah. And also, like, maybe breaking the fourth wall. Like, I like that they're talking about Tamara getting fired. I think that's interesting. Totally. And And I like... I wish that Marla was able to use more of that language in talking about Candy. I feel like... And talking about being a friend of. Yeah. That would be so interesting to me and I think really honest. And maybe that's what... Maybe that's where I'm, like, feeling a little disconnected from this because that... As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, my God, I would be so into that and I don't want this to take to the reunion in which that's discussed. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, because that I, would be I great feel, if it was a part of the plot. I, was, I would love that. I'm literally imagining oh, oh God, Annie talking about this in like the, the, the Candy Marlowe package and, and bring, asking Marlowe about it and her being like, she's been on this show for how many years? And, and you guys so have, have shown And you right. guys have shown her how, and how many ways right. and how many... And it deep, took and how many, 15, how much does, 13, yeah. whatever seasons. So I think that peach, that yeah. is... I think the network has so much invested in Candy and I love her. She's my number one housewife, I think, of all time. But they are invested in her because of her legitimate wealth in Atlanta and her fame in a way that, like, she doesn't need to be doing the most. And I think that bothers a lot of people, both fans and because who thinks who people have said she's boring forever. People, you know, the other women have come for her about whatever. But, you know, I don't know. So, but I would be interested in having them to have that conversation opposed to whatever this is, you know, like bringing up my nephew's death as like uh, as an example of why this person's shitty because that doesn't feel nice and it feels like exploiting someone's death and like murder and just yeah, too dark. I th- yeah, it does feel dark to me and it also feels like a, a, a lot of it's misplaced, which doesn't take away from agreement with a, a lot of what Marlo said after the fact, but I'm still left feeling like I mean, like, I think the response that Candy had was like, this is bullshit. Like, I essentially like I know what you're doing and it's fucked up, but also she can't help but be extremely upset by it, which I also understand. You're do, we're looking at each other. Now. Do you think Kim Zolsek is going to try to come back? I so totally don't care, but I also would be extremely into Marlo fucking with Cam. I don't want to watch I her would really be on, with this very group of women, but I kind Marlo of do want to Kim. watch her. Like, I want to see, like, what her life is as she's – because I think the – I don't really want to see it right now. I would love no, but I want to like, hear about the money, appointed the money, the the money situation that they have and also, like – Yeah, and she can't get away with being like, I spend a million dollars a day and cashmere makes 15 million a year and whatever. Yeah, like, they can't afford anything. I want to sort of see that, but I, like, don't know that, like, this is the right – like, I don't know if she has it. I mean, I guess her and Sheree are good friends, so maybe. Yeah, I don't think, like – Kim is the answer for any of this. I also don't think there's like a big problem in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like, I don't know. I, there's It just doesn't feel like people are invested in the friendships, which I feel like is part of what. I think it's just a weird storyline. There's just, yeah, it feels like a. Like, you have to feel like, like, I have to see Marlo and Kenya be like, feel like they actually, like when Kenya said, I don't care about those women. And Sa- Sonia was like, okay, I'm going to bed. Bye. <laughs> and then she was like, when I was in Jamaica, Kenya made a big deal about me not having enough time because yes. I was working for NBC. And I was like, that is real. So like, and totally true. I, I've agreed with Sonia more often than not. I know. I love her. I know I that love people her. don't like her. I, <gasps> really? Say she's like boring or whatever. But I, it. I, boring is not a bad thing. We also need... like, also like not everybody can be Marlo and Kenya. Like you have to have other people. And that she needs to be fun. honest to herself. And also she, to me, <laughs> has like a real like other life aside from being the house yes. which is what is interesting yeah is that she is like dealing with the family dynamics and mm-hmm. her being a former olympian and a newscast love her husband too love Ross. yeah i love him. he's so hot i love so it i love hot. it um but yeah i love her and i think she's funny i do think she's like a flip-flopper but like also think that's interesting that she yeah. like doesn't know how to tell she won't be honest with candy and kenya sometimes in the moment of like what was said or like when candy like well what did you say in the moment and she'll be like i said you were like <laughs> 
And then it's like flashes back to like Marlo saying something about candy and and Sonya laughing. And it's like, yeah, it's, she's going to get bit in the ass for that at the reunion. But I like it. I think it's funny. I mean, and also they're only a couple episodes in. It's like a third done, right? Like there could still next week is probably going to be super intense because it's picking off picking up rather off of words are hard off of this current week which obviously ended on like a heightened note also, I'm like, so glad Sheree is there Sheree crying about Cairo being a good dad was like the sweetest thing her holding her sleeping um grandchild was like so fucking adorable I I'm so happy Sheree is there I just I honestly watched this week's episode and I was like I'm so I'm so happy Sheree is there also like, I Drew just, I feel like has barely been on this season because she had like pneumonia for the first like three or four episodes that could be so it too. I feel like I just feel like it hasn't felt complete so maybe it'll get there I don't know. I feel, don't feel like I said, I feel optimistic, but I'm like enjoying the season fine for what it is. It just, I do think that certain housewives are different. Like cities are different now, which I'm like interested to see what New York is giving because is it like what New York, what they will give. Yeah. Like, is it going to give like, you know, oh my God, like renewed energy because like this is like a different group and they have like different dynamics or is it going to feel like I don't care because like, you know, I, whatever I don't, or I don't care. I don't need a new show in a new city to watch, you know? Yeah. I think there's a lot of testing the ground. I think that Bravo obviously has a lot invested in new New York. And so they're going to try to figure out what does success mean when you have an entirely different show? And also what do we do if potentially, you know um girls trip scary island takes off like you know are they going to then do legacy is that going to be a different kind of show with that you know like i think that there are a lot of my theory please i think that they will depending on how new york like it's such a question mark. let's say if new york does amazing or like just like let's say the ratings are great or let's just say like the ratings are fine but like people who watch the show like it i think they will try to maybe fold in you do I, I think if there's any sort of connections, like organic connections of like Dorinda worked in Kashmir and knew and met Jenna Lyons once. Cool. For cameos. For cameos or to get them back on the show? I think they could try to do like a Miami situation. I don't know. I mean, they may be like making a hard divide, but I think because of Crappy Lake and Ultimate Girls Trip, whatever, there's obviously like, they're not like, they're not like wiping the, the slate clean with yeah. those women. So I feel like, I think that because they took so long to get Legacy off the ground, what they should have done is taken that long and then done like a whole new cast, but like like Miami, where like they should have been like, cool, we're taking like a literal year off, a year and a half off, and then we're gonna cast Jenna Lyons, and and let's say they casted, they, let's say they used a whole new cast, but they kept Luann because she knew Jenna, sort of. <laughs> I'm just I'm, for argument's sake, sure. and then they like kept like Ramona and or Sonia and Dorinda on as like friends of like they kept Marisol and Adriana. We had a huge cast in New York that was like felt like new, but also was a way to incorporate the old. And like, yeah, yeah then, there, then it also keeps the door open for cameos and stuff. Like I'm into that, but cause I think Miami has done it so successfully. Um, but Miami went away for nine years. No, I know. But I'm just saying like if New York had gone away for like the nine true, years, no, just like the true year and a half off that like it has taken for the ultimate yeah. girls trip to start filming. Like if they were just filming the new season, Maybe we would have been excited. I mean, I am excited about New New York, but maybe we would have been like, it wouldn't have felt like it was a divide or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that they're hoping that this is an entirely different new New York universe. New era, new New York. I mean, I, it's good, uh, good promos or whatever. But yeah, I'd be interested. I mean, also, like, I hate Ramona so much. So I'm like fine with her being on Peacock only. And I hope she makes so much less money for the two weeks than she did. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. You're such an old OG, like, loyal. Like, the way I feel about it, like, a, I'm totally old, a loyalist to old New York. Like, I love New York, but like, I never, you know, I don't feel the way that a lot of like New Yorker media people feel about it. Um, about New York, the franchise? Yeah. 
I love New York City, but like, like I hate Ramona, and also like I'm sick of watching. Enough of Ramona, though. She was fired before she was brought back. Like Ramona, yeah, I'm is also done. So, yeah, yeah, sure. But she's, she's not like what I think of when I think of New York. I think of like who's going to talk to Dorinda about her drinking problem. Like, like I think of like the fact that like they couldn't have picked up. Like, can you imagine Dorinda as a friend? She would just be like literally. She, be just yeah like i don't want to watch bludgeoning the new cast members or, and trying to take over their spot or sony like i don't want to watch people just i think if there was set. a franchise that was the least built to have a mix of old and new casts with maybe the older original cast as friends of i think the least successful execution of that would be new york because i don't think Dorinda learned a single lesson from going on pause. I think, I think, and People I think not that being they on would television be... and not making money is really humbling. Like Adriana. Yeah. Do you see a sense of humbling and how Dorinda has talked about her pause? Well, I don't know that I'm following all of Dorinda's press. She certainly was an asshole at on Bluestone Manor, but they also let her host the, the, the show. So she thought she was that a, a one because she was number one on the call sheet. I you know. know? So like Dorinda. if you get fired and then literally are like, don't have any money and you're like doing weird TikToks because you're monetizing your own social. <laughs> Maybe you come back in whatever capacity you can to be on television. Maybe you don't have a choice in how you behave. Which is interesting. Maybe like you can't make but, that choice because you're a damaged person. I'm all in on Jenna Lyons not flying with the rest of the cast because she refuses to fly coach. It's so cool. I love fights like that. That's what I need more of and less of like my nephew was shot or also whatever else dark stuff that we're fighting about like. Yeah, I, I'm curious for new. I feel like that might be the only thing. And there's something about cheese, maybe. That's fun. Again, funny that um, what Uba being in the confession, like they're fighting about cheese. I was like, oh, that's real. Like, I'm into that being in the promo. Do we know what aspect of cheese fighting they were engaged in? Was it the fact that someone wasn't eating cheese? Or was it? I'm genuine. I, I'm no, actually I, curious. I literally have this. no idea. Or I, maybe I think that one of the girls was enough saying. cheese or it was a bad cheese? I think it was that one of the girls was saying that one of the women was like, she asked me if I, she said like oh you were eating cheese and with a face mm, interesting so right like who does this is the, this is okay like, all right you're hum- selling this to me because if you're gonna have dumb fucking wellness people and i die for wellness i love i have my wellness influencers i love all of it but if you're gonna see people being passive aggressive with each other because in the wellness community dairy is not looked at with a lot of enjoyment then i'm in think about that is Dorit dairy shaming which i'm uh, i'm actually Dor- into dorit and teddy having a fight about like drinking champagne out of like the wrong type of flute like, I'm into fights like that on Housewives. It's 100%. Funny. Karen and Giselle arguing about who gets to sit in the center. You know why I have a little glimmer in my eye right now? Because I was so annoyed with the fact, with the casting for this. Because I was like, they're too young for me for New York. Because I am a, a New York. Did they get older? Like, I feel like I thought they were all, like, really young. And then I was like, are they, like. Oh, I think time happened. Well, so no, but probably I, just, a year I, think I, I think I just thought they were all, like, 30, like, 30. And I think they're all, like, no, they're 40. Like... And I feel like, oh, that makes me feel, like, different. I think some. I think some of them are in their early or mid thirties. I think some of them are in mid. I want. I want fifty. To be honest, I think Jenna Lyons is. I want forty-five plus, to. But yeah, I think uh, the rest of them are like forty. Okay. Maybe younger. Well, but. I mean, like I wasn't thinking about the ways that we could use to our advantage being an influencer because I was annoyed by that. I was like, oh great, all these people with like big Instagrams. Is that how we're casting? Like, because I do like. A Dorinda energy. I do like a Jill Zarin energy. I think the world of Real Housewives of New York was very specific, and I like that specificity. But if we can extract 
wellness influencers trying to I didn't think about each that, other. That's what it would be, that I'm to me that. is very funny because I follow that type of I follow a certain a, a small number of like quote unquote like wellness influencers who I genuinely adore and like now we're building up the cheese but it's not going to be good at it's all. It's going to be so stupid which is why I'm concerned about New York because I have said repeatedly that I'm concerned about New York so um bravo pr if you're listening um i so we'll see we'll see i don't i'm not i don't feel uh maybe sometimes i feel optimistic if i'm forced to so that's great um i think it could be fine it could be good it could be good like it could be good (laughs) i don't you know i i don't it could be good i just need to stop comparing it to um the show that i loved for over a decade that i'm extremely invested in sure yeah. But it was doing terribly. Had a, one of the worst seasons. Bad ratings. Also, the sh- season wasn't good. And the, also, the season wasn't, and also a lot of the storyline. Not good. It was terrible and triggering and fucking like awful. And also a lot of the season storylines, in my opinion, have run their course. So it's just like, I think part of what we were talking about Atlanta, with Atlanta and OC, it's like, and in Jersey, it's like. But I don't want, the, I don't want the network to be doing this. I don't want them to, to get rid of the entire, I've invested 15 years of my life in this. He, well, they have to evolve. The group has to evolve. No, they don't. And I want to see more, like, you know, like, I don't want to be precious about housewives, but also, like, I want to see people fight, and I want to see people have conflict resolution, and I want to see, like, fabulosity, like, aspirational yeah. things. But also, like, I don't want to watch just old, white, rich women be do that and continue to do that to be, like... Get, you know what I mean? To like perpetuate, like, like I don't need Ramona, Sonia and Dorinda all just, and Loanne all just like getting DUIs and arguing about the same things and being drunk and sad and like going to rehab. Like that isn't fun. Like it, to me that has run its course. Like I understand the appeal and humor that New York brought, but I'm like, don't feel like this is just, to me, it's just like a new franchise. It's like, this is just. No, like, I know it's a new franchise. That's the problem that I have with it. Cause I like you watched Salt Lake City. I guess you didn't, you weren't excited I about that. I hated this. Yeah. You weren't excited about it. was terrible. Yeah. But you were excited. You weren't excited about the first season and then you got into it cause you were so obsessed with the smells like hospital. So maybe oh, the cheese. Oh my God. Maybe we the could che- only go back. We can't, but Mary is coming back. I know. I don't feel great about that, but I'm so happy that everybody else is. I love her. She's homophobic. <laughs> happy pride, by the way. This is our pride episode. <laughs> is this like three hours? I literally don't know. I feel like I'm We've gonna time We've been recording continue. for like an hour forty. Um, wait. So let's <laughs> let's not stop. <laughs> I feel fine about New York. I don't. I don't. Um, I do. I do feel fine about New York, and I do also have to say that I just there's a certain amount of investment that I have made, and I am not someone who deals well with change in almost any area of my life. I have anxiety about it so I just the idea of like other franchises being entirely replaced fills me with oh, like I see. genuine that's, that's anxiety because yeah, yeah, yeah. I also don't know how that's gonna go and so I'm just gonna be like spiraling and spinning out or like circling or whatever just being like is it gonna be good or like I'm in the other one like I just I just I am what that person like if something gets lost or changed I do keep in my head the way it was before like I don't know if that's something I have in common with Teresa because I think she like is different. But um, I (laughs) but I just to say like it's it's hard. I just take a little bit longer to process. And maybe I have not a pessimistic view, but maybe I err on the side of like constructive cynicism, maybe a little bit because I'm really not cynical. But I just I just need a second because they fucked up legacy. So I just need to give myself a little bit of a spiritual timeout. Jill Zarin fucked up legacy. (laughs) No, they fucked up legacy and then Jill Zarin fucked up. 
Girls Trip. Or no, Legacy, and now we have Girls Trip. Yeah. I heard a rumor that Bethany was, like, flying on the same day the women were flying, and people thought that maybe she was going to, like, be a surprise. Do we know that that's not happening? This is my conspiracy I don't know that we don't know that it's not. I think that, yeah, I heard that Jill and Bethany were both maybe, like, potentially going to be, like, surprises, but no. Whoever taught Bethany how to TikTok and is now, like, you're going to be a YouTube star, we need to have a real conversation with that person. I hope someone is. That was dangerous. What? You hope someone. No, don't say it. Whatever. (laughs) Don't do it. Tell me off mic. But I hope I want to know. But I hope that Kristen Takeman or Dorinda are ready to come for Bethany if she's secretly there. Also, I would love to watch Bethany and Jill film together. Can you imagine? I actually think that they would be because of how annoying everybody else is. And I like realizing like what like how kind of a tryhard and corny maybe Jill always was, even though I think I used to think she was cool, like on Girls Trip 2. I feel like Jill would just be like, you're right, I'm a dick. And they would like hug. And then Bethany would be like, these ass, these people are assholes. Like you really are the best person here besides me. So the conspiracy theory began because Bravo tweeted like the apple. And the then thing the with two in the air, right? So they tweeted apples falling from a tree and assigned names to the apples that were falling, except for two at the top that are not named. So because we are as a community unwell, we have assigned those apples as being representative of two people and watch that end up happening. I, I actually, there's a part of me that's like, that that could be a thing because like I mean, it's, we're the, getting into the Bravo's Taylor Swift era and like the, where she like announces her next album and like fucking hieroglyphics and it takes people eight days to decipher it and then it's like well, the most genius thing ever. Like they could be doing that. But here's the thing that would like really upset me is if Bethany was there and then Bravo was so mad at Jill that she was not. Because can you like yeah, it's, like, it's Jill, like Bethany and Aviva. Like God, can you but like if Bethany is there and Jill is not like I know that this isn't happening, so it's stupid for us to talk about it. But no, like, I'm glad you brought it up because I thought I didn't realize it was a whole conspiracy theory, and but I, I thought the so same thing. I'm so concerned for Jill because I don't think that Jill would handle that well if Bethany had a surprise cameo and like because Bethany's gonna show up and be like, Hello, I came here on a jet. You're not offering me water. Like that would be iconic and hilarious, but like you, you to do that without Jill. I mean, we deserve to see both of them film together for more than two seconds. Like, yeah, maybe they deserve, film. It's never them. gonna happen. Maybe they'll film with them before they walk in together, so that we get to have them a, a sweet moment. I would love to see it, but and I am gonna watch the first episode of Bethany's YouTube, and maybe I will force you to watch it. Oh, I'm definitely not gonna watch that. Um, That'd be fun. Now I'm absolutely gonna make you do it. We should do a Zoom or something where we make you watch. Anyway, we've been talking for forever. We talked about all of the franchises, by which I mean New Jersey, Slightly Vanderpump Rules. I'm just going to name them to recap what we discussed. Orange County and Atlanta. And this 17-hour episode is coming to a close. Um, You know, Damien, any closing thoughts? Anything that you want to continue yelling at me about? I hope that there's a surprise in New York. Um, in the girls trip? girls trip because of those two Maybe they apples. eat cheese. Maybe that's the connection. And it's like- I am into an argument about cheese. You know, it'd be real fun if like the way that um, Beverly Hills tricked us into watching um, Vanderpump Rules by like going into the scene with Sheena, like walking into the kitchen. Maybe there's like a block of cheese or a cube of cheese that someone puts down at a table and then a new New York housewife picks up. Wouldn't that be a great entry? It wouldn't. I'm joking. But no, I'm thinking about like, I wonder. I had some great vegan cheese earlier today. Oh, my God. I'm going to have some more. Oh, so good. So good. Delicious. Really? Really? Very delicious. All right. Um, Damien, any closing thoughts? Because I was 
distracted by cheese no i'm excited well i'm tired but excited for i'm excited for new york uh new new york and i'm excited for new girls trip and i don't know what else and i guess i'm excited for beverly hills uh, and i hope that these shows are good and beverly hills alleged they're like putting out the word that it's like gonna be a fun season so you know i'm okay with that famous last words i know i feel like fun is tricky like like i want fun in life but like it doesn't mean i don't want conflict you know yeah, I also, this whole Erica thing in Vegas and that guy who's like still married or whatever. I wonder if that's going to be discussed. Probably I don't know. I think not. They're already wrapped up before it. Like, I feel like that's the other thing as I get wrapped already. So it's like the reunion cycle in a year, we're going to hear about it. Mm. It is time next year. I assume she's going to perform over BravoCon. I think she said she would, even though the dates didn't originally list that weekend. Um, but anyway, on that note, Damien Bellino, such a joy, such a delight. Um, if you could have any housewife on your podcast, you might know her from to talk about maybe her journey on housewives. It could be an all-star or maybe someone that people don't necessarily think of potentially by name or era. Who would you have on your incredible podcast with Anne Rodeman? So our show is all about like actors and like their bodies of work. And we have interviewed a few reality stars mm-hmm. who have careers as actors, uh, including Eileen Davidson. Correct. Um, but I think so with that, so with that uh, sort of criteria behind it, I feel like it would have to be either. I think it would. I think my first answer was going to be Nini because she's like the most famous and she had like a Mm. legit acting career. But I actually think it would be Heather Dubrow because she was like a real working actor before she married Terry. And I'm interested in like. I love that. What the reasons that she like chose to not act anymore because mm. I feel like because of her I mean I guess with Malibu country we've sort of heard about this but like you know like she is like she's relevant so like I feel like at this point in fame is so stupid like being on a reality <laughs> show can mean means your star meter on IMDb is better so like be, means that she should be able to get more work as an actor if she wants to be I just truly think right that and she does has she a, want to I think that truly she just like wants to be a businesswoman and a mom I don't know because the way she was talking about like stages might be different, but it's still there was I felt a, a certain sense of longing. I am interested in, how she in was, her and in I'm her not curious. I, anymore. I thought she was annoying last season, but I'm interested in her being in the hot seat, which it seems like I've, rumors are that she will be. Like I'm not interested in in like a dark way, but like I'm interested in seeing her be activated opposed to being in charge. Like that is when housewives are fun, is when they don't feel like they have the sh- the sh- the show under their thumb, you know. Which again is why Marlo's point is interesting, except her approach is annoying that's the thing her her point is interesting her approach is annoying 100 percent. there is like a weird sense of like is this just going to be like a little uncomfortable with heather being like the sacrificial lamb even if she has had an insane amount of power and we really never got the real information of what that what happened at that sixty five thousand dollar like sushi camera coming back to avenge noella who got pushed (laughs) like like we never really no one ever because everyone's like afraid of heather so there's an like i get there's an element of like well, now Heather's going to be held accountable plus, plus, plus. But also, like, is this just going to be uncomfortable because Tamra is, like, feasting? I don't know. Tamara has been Tamara has also been despicable. So, like, anyway, it doesn't mean it, she shouldn't be allowed to hold Heather to Heather's feet at the fire for being despicable. Right. But it's just, like, I don't want it to just feel, like, dark and sad and, like, Heather's life no, to actually I really implode. Don't. But I want it to be good television. And, and that's the problem with reality TV. It's, like, hard because it's, like... I want to watch it be good, but also, like, I don't want people's lives to be, like, really, really bad. I want it to be, like, fights about cheese and flying first class. So, again, yeah. that's why I'm hopeful about New York. You know, just. Yeah. And, like, and that's the thing is, like, you know, in, in you even saying I want to see 
XYZ happened to Teresa, there is an element there I understand of like comeuppance. Like I I get that and I can understand the ways that people feel like. No, I'm sorry. I don't mean like I want that to happen for her. I'm saying like because she's been a dick. I'm saying like that's going to happen to and her I, because she won't it leave. Should bear, so we should bear point, witness. I wouldn't watch okay, it on good. television. I'm glad you clarify that. Okay. Because yeah. um, there is that element there sometimes in like. There's so many different chapters of Housewives and there can be the light, joy, fabulosity. There can be the new beginning. There can be the quite literal new beginning. There can be the, um, you know, uh, unfortunate downfall of any number of relationships. And it's the interesting thing about Housewives is that oftentimes any number of Housewives are in a different era. And sometimes that happens in the same cast in the in the same season. Truly, this episode has been sponsored by Taylor Swift. So it's just interesting to see the many, many different, often complicated eras that we are watching, even in our experience as viewers, the ways that we can be thinking of the future and even trying to process that in advance of it actually happening to Mm. me is an interesting conversation. So um, I'm really appreciative to you for having it. We did yell. You had spicy looks in your eyes at points. I was like, oh, he is like yelling at me. When? Oh, when, when, you, when you. Multiple times. No, I think only about Ariana. I'm like a little bit. Ariana? I thought that's what you mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was thinking of Kim Zolciak. Oh, my God. I can't get that. <laughs> no, no, no. I love Ariana, but I'm like a little bit like, okay. It's just like, I don't know. Glamour magazine. It's like, okay. Everyone get, a lot of people got cheated on. Um, speaking of that, I can't wait for you guys to listen to the next episode because that's actually quite it's a with episode. Ariana Maddox. Um, it's going to be quite a good episode. It is not with Ariana, but it does, in fact, focus quite a bit on that glamour piece and how it's uh, the, you know, the impact and whatever the opposite of that is from um, what we're seeing on TV. So thanks so much for referencing that in the wonderful way that you did because that's a GB continued. Damien Bellino, tell the people where they can listen to your amazing podcast, potentially any recent guests or upcoming guests, where they can follow you on social, all that and more. Um, you can follow me on the, at, on all the things at Damian Bellino. It's Damian with an A, D-A-M-I-A-N, Bellino. Um, and you can listen to You Might Know Her From wherever you're listening to this podcast. We're on all of the podcast platforms. Um, this month, we have Angelica Ross from Pose. <gasps> um, that, oh, so talented. That episode is dropping. Did she win an Emmy? She did not. Fuck. Okay. Uh, that she ep- should. That episode, she should have. She should have. For that, you know which episode I'm talking about. I do. Um, that episode is dropping um, in just a few days. And yeah, we have, um, you know, we a, a, a bevy of women that you should look into. I think lots of people you will, from all of your favorite movies, whether it's Clueless or Grease, or I don't know, those are like two of my favorite <laughs> movies. So. Um, so or Grease or Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> Um, guys, speaking of things that you love to listen to, listen to the new episodes up on the AG Patreon. There's a two-part, two-hour-long-plus Satchel Spectacular talking about your thoughts and feels on NJ, reacting and unpacking many, many of your Satchels of Gold about the scandal. Um, so listen to those now at the AG Patreon. Number one way to support the pod, patreon.com slash Girls. $2 a month gets you my love and thanks. $5 a month gets you two bonus episodes. $10 a month gets you four bonus episodes. And there's a premium tier as well, the People's People's Couch, where you can record a Patreon episode with me, yours truly, Dame Galley. And listen, the last episode that I did um, 
about all things New Jersey included a little bit of a New Jersey sound bath where I reference some things to calm people down. So I would like to ask you as just a little exercise as we end this episode that I quite literally just thought about, I would like you to say three um, positive or nice things, things that you appreciate about Melissa. Go. Me? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I think she's a great mom. Mm-hmm. I think she is good at de-escalating when she is met with energy that is escalated. And I think that I think she's like fun. And I would like you to say three nice things about Teresa. Mm. Go. I think she loves her children. She's a great mom. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I think she's a good I think I think she's a good I think she's a good mom. Uh, I'm sure she can throw down in the kitchen. I bet she's a great cook. Oh my god! Can you imagine those Sundays? Actually, both of them I bet are are decent. And um, (laughs) I great cook, great mom. And I think that she has the capacity to be a very loyal person in your in your if you if you have her in your corner. Yeah. Okay, great. Love that. I just wanted to end the episode. Oh, I'm going to do it. Fuck it. Um, Three nice things about Melissa. I think she has a dry sense of humor that I probably only discovered or remember from this season. And her um, work at the reunion to me mm-hmm. overall was honestly very funny. Um, I think she... Um, I think she has a sense of humor and understanding about... Um, elements of the housewives and has become maybe more truthful um, to us at least the outside world and how she talks about the experience of housewives in interviews certainly in the conversation I had with her last season that I really appreciated and was honestly surprised by because the world of New Jersey even in talking about it oftentimes the cast is very guarded understandably so so I appreciated that um and I think she's probably like a really good friend I think like with her friends with people that she loves I think she's probably a really good friend and I um always look for that in um you know in respecting women I um really appreciate the ways that uh women's friendships with each other are oftentimes like the foundation of our day-to-day lives that platonic love I love so much and three nice things about Teresa I think that she um oftentimes has a lot of hope and a sense of um hopefulness including potentially in her current relationship but also maybe for the future that I see and I know that might sound odd but it's the gut reaction that I have I think she has the ability to make things happen in in extreme circumstances that shows a level of drive that I think is uh, that I absolutely respect that's my second thing um the ways connected to the second the ways that she was able to pull herself out and maybe is still pulling herself out of what could have been truly the end of the chapter for her on New Jersey and the beginning of maybe a different kind of financial fight after she went away to camp and with everything with Joe I think is really impressive. And I think the thing with, I think all of the moms, all of the women on New Jersey is there is a devotion and connection that I see between them and their kids. And I think the ways that we have seen Teresa's kids grow up, I have an enormous amount of affection for Melania, for example. I think, you know, she was just like such a little sassafras and like calling her dad an old troll or whatever, <laughs> like to see that she, the way that she is, um, 
used even social media to talk about like charity work and she seems to be someone with a lot of empathy and curiosity i think those kids have been through an awful lot and i think teresa is like a, a really protective mom who would do anything to fight for her kids and i think um that is something to be commended because she has a way of um, activating on her love and protecting her children and I think she will continue to do that and I think that's commendable that she her priorities in her family I think are something that that's incredibly positive and you know and that's that I just think that you know as we put the little the little pin on NJ even though Lord knows I'll continue talking about this season until the end of time it's nice for us to um, all reflect. And I do want to end on one little thing. I got a direct message from somebody who was, I think, trying to compliment me or maybe complimenting me. I read it quickly and said something along the lines of like, isn't it so, so interesting that every time you talk about uh, Teresa um, or whatever you're watching on TV that you talk about the fact that nobody's perfect? And isn't it interesting that one side seems to do that, especially content creators and not the other? That like if you are because the universe of of Bravo conversation has been so toxic and because, you know, tree huggers, I mean, have are, are quite militant online. There's a way oftentimes that people in discussing um, in discussing New Jersey, especially sometimes almost buffer in the idea of like nobody's perfect to maybe note that there could be a critique coming that someone might not hear and I understood it and I know it was intended to be a compliment and I appreciate it but it's also just to say that we all have standums and we all have people who we love and respect and also all of these people are complicated and wouldn't it be so incredible if instead of just like thinking of some of these housewives with some level of seething rage, regardless of or, or and often actually directly connected to what you think of as fan support, that we could just take like a little minute and a little breather and be like, you know what, um, I might be a tree hugger, but Melissa is in fact not the devil. And I might be um, a Gorgistan, but Teresa isn't the Antichrist. And like, you know, they don't do a great job of um, diffusing the online chatter, but maybe we could be a little bit more responsible, regardless of whether or not you're a housewife or someone's spouse or whatever else is like participating in some Michigas. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just like take a little bit of a moment because the season has officially ended and just say, okay, and you know what? There's some nice stuff that we could say about someone, um, including podcasters, including if we've spent the hour talking about Louis being a piece of shit. You know, like there's still a way that we can bring this all together and maybe be a, just be a, a little bit humane because people are never as good or as bad as you um, think. And by thinking, I mean assume. And so let's just end on that. So um, Damien, thanks so much for being here. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> at Dame Galley. And um, thanks to all of you guys for listening. It's been a wild couple weeks of bonus episodes seemingly coming, being recorded at three in the morning because I've just been so fucking inspired. And what does that say about the universe of Housewives that for many of these shows, you know, been around for well over a decade, 15 years plus that this content that we're watching and these conversations can still continue to, um, you know, inspire hopefully a little bit more to 
discussed. So um, thanks to all of you guys for listening and being AGs. Um, and thanks to Damien for recording with me for 17 and a half hours. I'm so thankful and appreciative. And you and I started this together. So how great is it that 480 bajillion episodes later, we still can fight and end with a little bit of sass. How about it? Okay, die for you. Guys, thanks for listening. I said it. I keep ending episodes now by saying thanks for listening over and over again. And I just can't stop it. So say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.